ho ho buds. And a big old ho ho bud, you bud. Bud, yeah. Welcome, friends, to the Joe Blow Horror Show, where we review, rate, discuss, and break down horror movies, not horror films. Welcome, loyal fans, to episode 12. I am Boss Tuna. With me, as always, hosting is... Drunk Darius. Drunk Darius. Uh, This episode is brought to you by Reading Rainbow and the Magic School Bus. Isn't that two separate things? PBS. (laughs) Um, Merry Christmas to all of our fans out there. Scary Christmas. Man, yeah. <laughs> spooky, spooky. Uh, this is the second and last of our Christmas-themed episodes of the year, so I hope you enjoy it. Episode 12 coming at you with Christmas Evil and Better Watch Out. Uh, the segment this week is Boss Tuna's Zombie Gem of the Week. The discussion topic is Top 5 Scariest Demons. And the beer we are enjoying tonight is we are trying to polish off the half remaining growler from last time because it was pretty bad. It's not good. It's not good. And I didn't have the balls to drink it by myself, so I'm bringing Drunk Darius down with me. And it's not like it's been sitting in my fridge for a long time because we just recorded not long ago. All right. We're going through this together. Right. Um, And after this, we'll be back on track. So we'll be kind of where we're where we we're planning on being caught up and yeah these last couple episodes are kind of hurried up yeah well not hurried up as far as like fast ass fat or wait half assed that's the term was no no we just haven't had time to do a lot of yeah watching researching whatever Um, well of like new movies yeah yeah yeah. I mean, we're not taking anything away from this episode. But, yeah, I didn't get to watch a lot of movies in between because we're... Like, we had to watch three movies just for this episode. So. Yeah. But the beer we're enjoying this week is Scheinerbach Cheer. I don't know what it is. I think it, my, my other brother-in-law, Cody, like, got brought a six-pack a couple of years ago, and it was on Christmas. Yeah. So this just, like, this beer just reminds me of Christmas. So it, I figured it, it was perfect. It is a seasonal... Christmas isn't it like peach and nuts or something like that I don't know but they only do it around Christmas time 
It's good. It reminds me of Christmas. I first had it a couple years ago Christmas, and I always get a six-pack on Christmas. So I figured it was a good Christmas beer for our Christmas episode. How many times did you say Christmas in 30 seconds? Because I was like... Hey, Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Boo, Christmas. Christmas. Um, oh, yeah. So Drunk Darius has asked me about this crazy growler I had. So I stopped by hy V. I um, I don't know how it is in your guys' neck of the woods, but... Down here, you can go to gas stations and grocery stores, and they have, like, tap beer just randomly, and you can go and get them filled up. So, What's a near tall set here? Well, I, I come from northern Minnesota, where until recently, like, you can only buy booze, like, a couple days a week, certain times, not on Sundays, and closed, and it was ridiculous. And I moved down to Iowa, and, and you can walk into a random gas station and buy a handle of vodka. It just blew my mind. You could not do that in Minnesota. Yeah, but in some places, the bars open until like 5 in the morning. Not in Minnesota. No, but I mean, <laughs> compared to Minnesota, Iowa, yeah, we have really Las Vegas. Weird, yeah, we had really weird liquor laws. But I showed up. I had an appointment this morning for work, and I roll in at like 10 a.m. to the grocery store. And um, like nobody, clearly nobody should be getting beer at that time, so I'm sure I had a couple, you know, looky looks. Yeah. And I waited, and, like, three other people had, uh, oh, do you know how to do this? I don't know how to do this. Finally, they, they brought someone that barely knew how to do it. <laughs> they weren't expecting someone no, to No, yeah, they weren't expecting someone to show up at 10 o'clock on a Thursday morning to get a growler filled. And one of the beers they had on tap was the Goose Island bourbon beer. And I was like, God, that must be pretty fancy because it's it had a sign that said ten dollars for a ten ounce glass. I'm like, that's a fucking ounce. No shit. And I asked her, I was like, how much is that for a growler? And if you guys don't know, a growler is basically just a big, like, glass jar and sixty four ounces. Looks like a jug. Yeah, it's like a like a jug. It's 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 like a in a video game. <laughs> like the, where, that's what it reminds me of. People used to blow into it and play music out of it. Yep. That kind of jug. Smack the side. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and she's like, well, it's a buck an ounce. And I'm like, well, I'm not paying 64 bucks for a growler. And she goes, well, I'll give it to you for 15 off. I'm like, yeah. She's like, do you want to try some? And I'm like, well, it's 10 o'clock. And she's like, well, I won't judge you. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And I look around. I'm like, Make okay. sure no one's watching. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. And she's like, oh, okay. And I was like, well, what's the ABV or, you know, alcohol content? So a regular beer is like 4 or 5%. She's like 15, and I'm like, oh. Oh, shit. And at that point, I was like, there's no way I'm going to do a 64-ounce growler because I'll be dead. And what, you get an 84-ounce? No. Well, that thing looks- so she brought me my sample, and it was like a 6-ounce glass. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And I tried to sip. I was like, that's not bad. I had another sip, and it took her forever to do this, and I only intended on having like one sip. Well, long story short, that whole glass was gone by the time I left. Because what happened was I brought my growler there and she couldn't find the tops for it. And I'm like, well, I was like, I just can't, you know, carry this open bottle in my work vehicle. So she's like, well, I'll just give you one of ours for free. So that's where this big guy comes in. No and it's one of those shit. fancy growlers that have like the self-sealing top and bubble yeah, right. or whatever. And uh, so I got that for free. But it took her like probably, I was at High V for, I would say, at least 30 to 40 minutes. Really? And I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, whatever. I'm just going to drink this <laughs> glass of beer. So I did. ask for another sample on your way. Oh, man. If I didn't have other meetings, <laughs> I may have. So, but yeah, moral of the story. Get beer early when people don't know what they're doing. They don't charge you right. And that came out. I don't even know. That's a fancy growler. So I'm pretty excited with that. Thank so, you, Hive. Hiv. Hiv. It's the Hiv. So. 
Yeah. Um, Hightown is great. So we're 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 uh, uh, knuckle deep into the Christmas month here. So yeah, it sucks. I mean, it's it's not a white Christmas. It's we had more snow and colder in October than we do now. Thanks a lot, Obama. God, yeah, Obama <laughs> Gore. screwing up our whole weather system. Um, I don't know. What do you What do you have? What's new with you, Mister Drunk Darius? Uh, oh, uh, nothing, nothing at all. I had about like six hours at home since we last recorded. I watched three movies since then. Pretty solid. That's about it. I had to watch part of one on my laptop. Yeah. That's kind of busy. But let's get into horror happenings. I've just got two. All right. I'll go first. Um, Just a couple new trailers came out. A couple new trailers? Yes. Uh, we got Hellboy. Oh, yeah. Greta. Have you seen Greta? No, I don't know what that is, but I've heard of the Hell the Hellboy trailers on. I won't watch it, but it's rated R, so I'm excited. Yeah, it looks pretty good. You did watch the trailer? Yeah, I know you don't watch trailers, but the new Hellboy, I like the the dude from Sons of Anarchy. I liked his Hellboy. What's yeah, his name? Yeah, Ron, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman, is he yeah. The, is he the new Hellboy? No, it's a new one. Okay. But Who's the actor? Do we know? Yeah, he's a known actor. I don't... Can't think of his name, but Ron Perlman said he wouldn't sign on unless the original guy from the oh, Hellboy. I remember. Yep, I remember hearing that. But it looks pretty good. This new one does. And then we also I watched trailer for Greta, and it looks pretty creepy, pretty spooky. It has a Chloe uh, Moretz. Grace Moretz, yeah. yeah. It looks. He's got some chops in the horror biz. It looks pretty good. It's like a mostly woman cast. It's, I think that's good too. Women power. Right on. But that's all I got for the first one. And what do you got? Um, I wouldn't necessarily talk about this, but you just did last week, so I figured I'd bring it up. But all that right. Sabrina show that you were talking about. Yes. I uh, just got renewed for 16 more episodes. For the second season? What, it must be second season. Because I knew they they're already going to do a second season, but maybe they just renewed it for a 16. Yeah, full. 16 episodes. That's quite a bit. It's a long season. Ah. So. Okay. That's the one thing my shotgun review. Was of that? Yeah, I just saw the end of it. Oh. It's badass. It's a good, is it? it's a good show. You should check it out. I'll check it out. It, it is good. It's, it's much darker than the original. What's the original? I mean, is With, it? Uh, is there's it, a TV show. Is it Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Yeah, it is. Sabrina oh, really? The Teenage Witch. Yeah, this one's dark. It's like joking. murder. People's... I made a joke about that last week during the show, and I didn't think it was actually. No, it is. Thing. It is. It was way darker. Oh, wow. People are getting their throats slit and shit. Like, wow, it's good. It's dark, but it's still in the same. It goes from Disney to fun vein. It is fun yeah. still. Nice. No, I'll check it out for sure. Uh. Then all I have is the guy from The Thing, Star Moffat. I don't know who he is. And um, the original Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th Part 2. They both just passed away. Yeah, Yeah, Steve Dash. Steve Dash, yeah. R.I.P. Steve Dash. But yeah, there's not much in news no. at the end of the year for horror. No. 
one thing I have, um, Drunk Darius screwed up and told me his movie for next week already, so there's no surprise on that. What? But this kind of ties into what you were saying. Um, spoiler alert, Drunk Darius' movie is a winter theme. <laughs> but that's kind of ties into my last bit of news. I found an article that said, uh, 10 winter set horror movies for your winter viewing pleasure. Pleasure. A pleasure for your pleasure. Yeah. We got The Shining. So Shouldn't be any surprise to anybody. Uh, Curtains. Not familiar with that. Blood Glacier. The name alone says check that shit out. Never seen it. Storm of the Century. This was, I believe, a TV miniseries based on Stephen King. I think that's Sounds like the 2012 it. movie. Pretty, pretty much. Uh, Ghost Story. Uh, Frozen. Yeah, I, was I saw for Frozen. Frozen. Frozen's good. Not the Ella, Stella, <laughs> Elsa, Elsa, whatever no, it is. No. Troll Hunter, which I recently saw. I heard it was really good. It's awesome. But it is subtitles. It, it's it uh, is, yeah. Norwegian or something. Uh, yeah, Danish, I think, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It's really good. Cold Prey. We Are Still Here, which I have not seen. It's a good movie, man. And Drunk Darius is talking about, so I need to see it. And the last one is The Thing. So. Okay, The Thing. What about, um? Oh, I just talked about it before we got on, 30 Days a Night. Oh, yeah. That, that wasn't on there. No. That one's really good. Yeah, yeah. Set. I mean, that one is, like, straight up. Right. A lot of that's... We might have to bring it up later in a review. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got anything else for horror happenings? No, let's get this show on the road. Let's All right. get the discussion. Discussion topic chosen by Mr. Drunk Dares. What do you got? Dares? Mr. Drunk Dares. Right, we have the top five scariest demons in horror movies. We'll start with the number five. Yeah, we'll go back and forth. Yeah, I'm going to start. So, well, hold on, I guess. Okay. Do you want to... How did you... This was a little background. A little ambiguous. Because most demons are possession stories. So I try to stick to uh, like a... Literal... You can see them demons. Okay. I was wondering. Which I didn't clarify that before, but... Most possession stories are like it's Satan. So I try to stick away from that. I'm not going to blame you if you picked, like, Exorcism Emily Rose is probably one of the scariest possession movies I've seen, but mm-hmm. it's I think that's Satan in that one, right? Yeah. Like, most of those are Satan. So I'm trying to stick with, like, actual demons we can see. Besides okay. one of mine isn't because it's paranormal activity. So, but, <laughs> okay. So that's, that's... The route I took was... Kind of the opposite of what you did. So I just thought of, like I was just thinking of the scary, the top five scariest demons. Like possession or like just demons. Visual demons. Oh, okay. it doesn't matter. Yeah, okay. I got a, I got a mixture. So I just picked some of the five scariest movies, maybe. Yeah. That have kind of demons and a couple that I left out. Uh, so for example, I left out. Um, the Conjuring Universe movies and um, what's the other one? 
uh, Insidious because I have seen both of the first ones, but not the rest, and I kind of forgot about them. Okay. Even though I know those are some really good scary ones, but yeah. I did not include those. Um, and then a couple of my picks, you're gonna notice, I might get a chuckle out of you or some of our fans, but they're <laughs> nostalgia based. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. All right, let's get into this. So we're in like two different directions. Uh, number five, I have the demon from the ritual. Which he's not even defined as a demon, but I would. Well, let's it a let's demon. just say um, spoiler alert with these. So yes, um, maybe uh, I won two thousand eighteen on here, but I won't name the movie. Oh, that ritual is two thousand seventeen. Right? Yeah, no, that's twenty eighteen. I think. Fuck. All right. So yeah. Spoiler alert! Yeah, spoiler, spoiler alert! Everybody. With a couple of the movies on here, so maybe. Maybe give some give a hint before you get into your things. So we don't spoil. Right on. Right okay. On. All right. Sorry, but we'll from now on. If we weren't so lazy, we would edit that out and redo it. But we're not gonna. Yeah, edit who the it. fuck is editing this? <laughs> Stop. Uh, okay. So yeah, this one has to do with the ritual. The ritual. So spoiler alert. I they don't necessarily define that as a demon, but I would consider a demon. It's like a god, but it's like a. I don't know, an antler god. It's a creepy-ass looking yeah. monster. It is really sweet. And that movie went directions that I did not expect no, it to go. No, so, not at all. Yeah. We got it. Uh, my number five has to do with the movie that I believe came out in 1997. Okay. Extremely underrated. And I will say, if you have not seen The Devil's Advocate, you need to watch it ASAP. Okay. So my number five was John Milton which was played by Al Pacino. So it's Satan. Yeah, so it's Satan in that movie because I remember I watched that when it came out. I was in seventh grade, I think, when it came out. So, you know, I, I was, I was you know, middle school, but I was enough to, that movie scared the shit out of me. There were some pretty creepy scenes. I remember there were some boobs in it. So, I mean, that, that movie was, right. for a 14-year-old or whatever it was, that was pretty... I think it's a, a realistic, if you are a Christian, view yeah. of what Satan actually would be like. Exactly. He's not going to come out looking like yeah. Bath, Baphomet or whatever, yeah. a horned devil. He's going to yeah. look like one of us. Yeah. You know? yeah. I love that movie. Phenomenal movie. Um, but yeah, no, that, that was a creepy, not scary in the sense of like, so some scenes were, but it was, you know, it subtle. was just yeah. It was that that was I, that is. There was two movies when you mentioned this last episode that we were doing this. There's two movies that popped into my head, and he was like the first one. I don't know why. Out of all the movies out there, yeah, he popped into my head as is. So I knew he was gonna make my list. And that is Keanu Reeves in it too. Yep. Who also stars in Constantine. Yep. And um, who's the who's the devil in the, Constantine? Uh, the Devil and Constantine? The main bad guy. I don't remember. I don't remember either. I might get these two mixed up sometimes. John Wick was in Constantine, though. Yeah, Keanu Reeves. And, uh, who, who is, uh, um, who is Keanu Reeves' wife in this? The blonde-haired, I don't super hot remember, guy. man. She was in, uh, oh, God. No. I always say Meg Ryan <laughs> when I mean her. Some 90s. She was in, uh, Mad Max. Person. 
She oh, was the female uh, Mad Max. Oh, did she play... Blonde hair. Eileen Warnhouse? Yes. What is her goddamn name? Um, same damn name. Uh, oh, it's going to kill me. <laughs> All right, look, look Do it we up. Do look at the phone? Look it up while I, oh while my God. I go to my next one. Okay. Yeah, Jesus. Meg Ryan, I'm just going to... She reminds me no, of Meg No, no. Okay. She, no. Okay, my next one is uh, Lamia. I don't know if I'm saying that right. The demon from Drag Me to Hell. You've seen Drag Me to Hell. Oh, yeah. I think that was a very underrated movie. It got really bad reviews all around, really? but it scared the fuck out of me. That's a good movie. Especially when, at the end, when she literally gets dragged to... Charlie's Theron. That's her biscuit. name. Did she play Eileen Warnos? Yeah. Yeah. She gained a lot of weight for that. Yeah. Still? I never uh, saw that movie, but... No, Drag Me to Hell. I haven't seen that in so long. It's a scary movie, man. It, it guys, Justin Long from... Yep, Alyssa Lohman. Allison Lohman was in it. Same. Wasn't this the one done by, like, Wes Craven? Or Sam Raimi, that's what it was. Oh, Sam Raimi's got a few good demon ones. But all right, all right. Oh, Drag Me to Hell's Sam Raimi. That was your number four? Yeah, what do you got for number uh, four? My number four is Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> this is one of the French Addy. Okay. <laughs> Ghostbusters 2, I saw that as a kid. And that whole, like, demon scene with the guy in the... Remember, uh, he comes comes to life in the painting or whatever yeah that was the first one was it the first one yeah the like lord so-and-so or whatever oh, i think i'm pretty sure it's the one in the second one maybe i can't remember now you got me mixed up this is what i was looking at before because i haven't seen the movie in a long time what's the one where like there's the lava thing running underneath the city isn't that oh, the second maybe one? that's the second one yeah maybe Th- that scared the bejesus out of me as a kid just something as simple as Ghostbusters 2. But when you're a kid, I remember that was was terrifying. Uh, that's cool. I, I saw the one like uh, the... the... Sorry, go on. I was going to say, the first one was super scary too when that nerdy guy was turning into the the gargoyle thing. Yeah, Remember yeah. that running through the streets like that? Oh, and the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man? Man. Nah. Stay was... Puff was the least scary part of that. Really. <laughs> Yeah, maybe when you watch this when you're 20 years old, but watching that is like yeah, six sure. I was kid. 20 when it came out. Scared the <laughs> shit out of me. No, I wasn't. I was not 20. Uh, yeah, I understand. I can see that. Uh, there, some of the lists researching this one was like a demon from the Black Cauldron. I've never seen that movie. It's like a Disney animated movie, and I remember that. It's creepy as fuck. It's it was scary. Yeah. I can't believe I let children watch that movie. Huh. But yeah, all right. We'll go on to my number three, which is one you already said you discounted, which is the Insidious. I figured Insidious or Conjuring would show up on your list, and they would probably make mine, but I just hadn't seen them. I I picked up all the Insidious movies. I will watch them this winter. Oh, it's... They're scary. I'm not gonna say they're great, like plot wise, but they're scary the whole time. But the scariest one, the first one's the lipstick demons, what they call it. He's like putting on lipstick the whole time. He's sharpening his claws. It's creepy dude. But they should have saved him for the climax. They showed him yeah. too early, I think. So when we when my buddies and I go on our, our winter camping trip, 
we're, we're going up on a border lake. Half the lake is in Canada. And just the whole thought of, excuse me. Can you just that, drive your like jet ski across the lake to, not jet ski, your snowmobile to Canada? You, you can, but you're going to get in trouble unless you got a special permit. Because you basically have to go through customs. Okay. It's a long story to get into, but we're, we're only staying on the... Right, right. Yeah. Even though we're in, no, I meant we're staying on the Minnesota side. Yeah, yeah. But even though, you know, we're in the middle of nowhere with, you know, I don't even know, 60 miles from a town, 50 miles, they have like random planes and stuff fly over. So, I mean, they can like fall snowmobile tracks and that kind of stuff. They're pretty crazy about that stuff. Yeah. I mean, we're like the Mexico of Canada. Yeah. Hey, that did, oh, never mind. I'm going to bring that up. Um, <laughs> Uh, what was I, where was I going with this? Oh, so we're trying to figure out, well, I'm trying to figure out which movies to bring up. Uh, Cause last, last Christmas, or Jesus, uh, last trip we watched all of the Friday the 13th. So I'm thinking of doing all the Nightmare on Elm Street movies this year. That'd be fun. Or maybe Halloween's or maybe just doing like a hodgepodge of like some insidious and conjuring or something. Yeah. Like I don't know. Maybe if we can get our Facebook page up and running, we can get some fan requests. Maybe do like a little live. Yeah, we do a Skype or something. But yeah, whatever. All right. Um, so so Insidious, Insidious was your number three? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my number three is Toby from Paranormal Activity. Underrated movies. I, I, I think, well, I don't know if underrated is the right term, but I think a lot of people pass it off as being kind of schlocky, you know, teeny bopper you I know, think meant for high school and whatever kids horror, but there's some legitimately scary parts in those movies. The real problem was that they were hyped up. The first one was to be the scariest yeah. movie ever, yeah. so people go in there expecting that. Like, I mean, it's pretty scary, but well, or even in hindsight, like when I first saw the first one, it scared the fuck out of me. I'm not gonna lie, Absolutely. I was scared. Absolutely. I'm not saying. I don't get scared very easily. So, like, people going and saying it's stupid. Maybe in hindsight now watching it, it might look dumb. But at the time, no. it scared the fuck out of me. But Toby doesn't come out to like, the third one, I think. I don't know. I don't remember that you actually... I was just going to say, because I think one of the scariest ones is the third one. What is that the one with the pool in the backyard? I think so. Which, I think the first three... Or four. I think until the ghost dimension one, whatever that one is. I don't know that I've seen, like, the last one or two. The, those ones were okay, but the first was three, the, at least, yeah. were was definitely so scary. Where it was a prequel when they were both, like, the sisters were little girls at the ground. I was think it's the third one. No, the third. I think the third one is with the pool in the backyard. But that was the sister. There's a sister and her family, and then she passed the demon on to... That was the prequel. But I gotta tell you a story about this movie. Hold on. Before you get into the story part, I want to talk about that. We might have to cover you at some point. Okay. That that one movie that we're talking about, the scene, spoiler alert, the scene where it's a video camera, and it's... um, Facing, it's like a security camera facing the dad on the couch. Yeah. And it's black and white, and he's watching the TV. Oh, yeah. And the door opens up. Yes. Holy 
fuck, I just got goosebumps thinking about that. Dude, these are good oh, movies. Man, they you, are. If you hate on these movies, you're doing yourself a disservice. Oh, it's yeah. like, watch these movies. They are, yeah. Anyways, I want to hear your story that's going to make me not sleep tonight. Yeah, no, it's not scary. It's not. <laughs> okay, so my real name is Toby. Unless any future job people are listening to this, my name is not Toby. Uh, I was at a party one time, and this girl's walking around asking people to go see this movie with her. And I was like, no, whatever. So she went by herself, and then a few hours later, I see her in this room with her friend. And she's bawling her eyes out. And I was like, oh, what's going on? What's wrong? And they're like, Toby, get the fuck out of here. I was like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. I'm sorry what happened. And then I saw this movie like a couple weeks later. I was like, oh, okay. So she must, she went and saw this movie by She's herself. Kind of freaked out. And then she finds out the demon's name is Toby. And then a guy named Toby walks into the room. <laughs> I don't know. At least I hope that's why. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, those movies are, they're, they're scary. They're effective. They are. Like, fuck you if you're too good to yeah. think they're scary. People. All right, I'll go to my number two. Uh, yep. All right, big big spoiler alert right here, everybody. F- spoiler alert: Give 2018 movie starts with an H. H. It rhymes with uh, hereditary. It's hereditary, but the demon from hereditary payment. Which is one of the scariest depictions of a real life like cult demon. Yep. Like, it, I mean, it's hard to be realistic with like a demon cult yep. type thing, but in this is creepy as fuck. I think this is a really good depiction of a real. I life wanted to demon. put that on my list, and it would make my list, but I was trying to pick like, I don't know if I want to say obscure, but like. Movies that people wouldn't expect. Yeah. I don't want to go yeah. too deep with that. No, that's a good one. All right, what do you got? That was a good one. Um, my number two, this one again, is straight nostalgia. And this is probably one of the scariest movies I ever saw as a kid. And it kind of ruined me for a while. Yeah. Um, and it's The Cenobites and Pinhead from Hellraiser. Okay, so those didn't come out to the second one, right? Um, I don't remember if it was the second or third one that I remember seeing, but the first thing I remember seeing, like, is the part where the lady is like trying to unplug her TV and it keeps turning back on, and then they're like walking the street, and one of them's got like, it's where all of them come out, so maybe it is the second one. One guy's got like a sewing machine attached to his head or something. Yeah, I mean that like just terrified me and I was like so scared I couldn't move I couldn't get up and turn the TV off but I could turn my eyes away and then you know that's when you find yourself watching like Home Shopping Network at 3 in the morning just as like some something to watch in the background I'm, I'm really jealous you gotta experience that oh, like, when I saw Hellraiser it's like it just didn't do it for me but I get I get really? understand in that see I haven't seen Hellraiser I haven't seen the second one so long I don't know. Okay, but I understand where you're coming from. But okay, my number one is. Real quick before you go to number one. Is the Conjuring. Is the Conjuring? No, nice. Conjuring Two, The Nun. I haven't seen the movie The is Nun yet. Conjuring Two, The Nun. 
No. She makes her first appearance in The Nun. Oh, wait. In Conjuring 2? Yes. Okay, yeah. And then they made a movie called The Nun, which I haven't seen yet, which I will before the end of the year. Yeah, I will too. But the demon's name is Valak or something. No spoilers, because I haven't seen that one. Well, there's no spoilers, but scariest fucking demon monster I've ever seen in any movie ever was in The Conjuring 2. Really? And I haven't seen Conjuring 2 yet. No, creepy as fuck, dude. You gotta watch it. I might have to bring that shit up for our trip then. You have to, dude. Scare the shit out of well, the, well, the Conjuring 2 was a long-ass movie, so I don't know if you want to watch it as, like, in a series of movies, but scariest demon well, of we ever we watched, seen like, 12 or whatever Friday the 13th movies last... We have a, we're, we're up there for a week, so... Okay. Well, it's, a, like, a two-and-a-half-hour movie, but... No. It, well, there's some other creepy demon shit too there's like thriller maybe demons maybe demons ghosts whatever in it but the nun in the second conjuring scariest I've ever seen nice nice um so we're down to number one yeah it's kind of funny because I before we did this I was talking about two that were on your list and one that was your number one yeah I know you're like and before we did this you (laughs) talked about my number yeah. You know what my number one is? Uh, Satan. Exorcism of Emily Rose. Okay. So that is the creepiest possession movie. I was so I saw that in the theater. That came out when I was in college. Was that like the... Was like six? Five, seven, seven-ish? Mm. Six or seven, maybe? One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, oh. six. Are you, are I you? saw that in the theater <laughs> with some chick I was dating. And I remember, like, I, I was sitting in the theater. We went to, like, a late show or whatever. And I was almost like the, the woman in that. Like, I was squeezing her hand so hard. And she was like, ow. And pulled it. Dude, I mean, it's it was, terrifying. It was movie. intense. And seeing that in a theater that was pitch black with, like, the surround sound, sound system shit they have. Like, fucking talk about sweating. That movie was, man. Oh, Dude, it's so scary. We still holds yeah. up. I, 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 when I wrote that down, I was thinking about how that didn't make, remember we did the discussion topic of top movie theater experiences? Yeah. I should have had that in, on my list because that was like one, and I saw Hereditary in the movie theater, but that movie, it was one where like, you just, you're tense and your palms are sweating in certain oh spots. And yeah, that, that, seeing that in the theater was so it, special. It's, it's cool because We've seen it done a thousand times before with Exorcist movies. Like, the exact same scenarios where she's, yeah. like, floating out of the bed and stuff. But yeah. it's still creepy as yeah, fuck that movie is. Really and uh, you can go on YouTube and listen to the tapes based off of that real exorcism, quote-unquote. Where oh, it's uh, no. a- Annalise something, some German chick. You can listen to the recordings of her. It's creepy. It's creepy as fuck. I'll pass dude. on that shit. I enjoy sleeping more than <laughs> oh, 10 minutes man. at a time. But, um, <laughs> what? Well, I was going to say, when you're done, let's run through these real quick here just so people know. Well, I got honorable mentions. Okay, what are your honorable mentions? We got Satan. Just in general? or Yeah, general? like most possession movies, it's no. usually Satan. We have Sinister. Wait, is it though? Is it usually Satan? Well, a lot of times it starts out as Satan. Because the other one I have is The Exorcist, which the first one, we thought was Satan, but... Find out it's a demon named Pazuza. Yeah. And then we have 
Sinister, which is the boogeyman, which they call him. Yeah. Bagul? Bagul? I don't know. Jeepers Creepers. That guy's a pedophile, so that's creepy. Um, No, he's not. (laughs) The director is a pedophile. And then I have... Oh, that's it. That's all I have. I didn't really write any uh, honorable mentions down, but if I had to pick some, some other scary ones are uh, The Demon and Mama. Mama, yes, yeah. That's a good Is one. it a demon or is it a ghost? No. Yeah, yeah same it, thing. Mm. And then my other one is uh, The Babadook. Yes, that's, that's, that's scary. It's scary, scary too. And then, obviously, there's a bunch of, like, ghost-type ones. Yeah. Like, The Ring, is she a demon? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, would, I would argue that. You know, The, the, uh, I feel the like Ring go- and, and uh, what's the other? The Grudge. The Grudge. Because I feel like ghosts don't just attack you. So there must be demons or something. Oh, you know what another poltergeist one is, I would put in is The Wailing. I haven't seen it. I thought that was a zombie movie. No, it's Korean. Okay, but... You're Korean. Korean. Yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> no, I would, I would... The Wailing is really good. So, All right. Anything you want to add? Oh, yeah, let's let's run through our top five real quick. I'll just do mine. Uh, mine was John Milton, uh, who was Satan, played by Al Pacino in The Devil's Advocate, was five. Four is Ghostbusters 2. Three is Toby from Paranormal Activity. Two are the Cenobites and Pinhead from Hellraiser. And my number one was the Exorcism of Emily Rose, because that will scare the shit out of any grown man. So it is terrifying. It's terrifying. Uh, okay, number five, I have the Ritual, which we don't know if it's a demon really, but it's a demon to me. Yeah, I'll call it demon. Okay, number four, we have La Mia from Drag Me to Hell, which is an underrated, really scary movie to watch it. Number three, I have Insidious, the Lipstick Demon. Number two, we have Payment from Hereditary. And number one, Valak from The Conjuring 2, also known as The Nun. Nice. But all right, uh, let's take a crack break. Ah, oh, cripes. All right. And we're back. Sorry, folks. Boss Tuna had to go hit his crack pipe real quick. Oh, cripes. Nice try, <laughs> Mr. Tiny Ladder. <laughs> All right. We have a couple Christmas movies here for you guys. Hope you enjoyed them because I will, spoiler alert, say that uh, both of these movies surprised me. So, Okay. I'm, I'm kind of excited to, to talk about them and kind of see what everybody thinks uh, as far as... I'm not sure what you mean by surprise. Well, I guess we'll see, but I, I I was looking forward to talking about these these movies here. So, um, the first one is Christmas Evil. This one also has a alternate title, I guess, called "You Better Watch Out." Yeah. Did you notice that too? Yeah, I'm looking for. It. I was yep. getting a little confused. I thought my Google might have been. Yep. So uh, Christmas Evil, but it has an alternate title of "You Better Watch Out." 1980, rated R, 100 minutes. This was directed and written by Lewis Jackson. Uh, He... So this, I guess, is kind of an obscure... As much as I wanted us to cover an older classic like Santa's Sleigh or, or Silent Night, Deadly Night or something, I tried to find something that was a little... Less popular, but, you know, I didn't want to find a turd. 
Um, but this one, Lewis Jackson, I mean, really, he was kind of a one-and-done kind of deal. I mean, he has three things that he did, um, but this was the, the last he did. He also wrote this, um, so I don't really know what happened after this, but he that's pretty much what he has for his... Um, it's probably the crack, you know, that kills. It's a crack, yeah. I'd say someone was mething around, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one was starring Brandon Mager. He has 46 credits, but nothing really special. The one that I recognized, and I'm sure a lot of our fans recognized, was Jeffrey DeMunn. Did you recognize him? Harry's brother? Uh, he looked familiar, but yes. I don't know. Yes, so he is, well, for me, he's most notable as Dale in The Walking Dead. But he was also in The Mist, the one with Thomas Jane. Yeah, Dale in The Walking Dead. Yeah, he was Dale in Walking Dead. White hair, gray beard. The, the dad? Harry's brother. No, I know, in The Walking Dead. Is he like... Not Herschel. You're Not thinking of Herschel. Yeah. Dale was, Dale was a main character in season one. He was like the wisdom, the one they all went to. Okay. If you saw season one, you'd know you'd know Dale. I haven't seen it. He was also in Six Souls, uh, The Blob, and then The Hitcher, the original Hitcher. Uh, this one also starred Diane Hall, uh, who... I don't even know what I wrote. I think I started writing something, but really that... I mean, there wasn't a lot of... That was, that was about it for actors in this. Well, the main guy in it, I feel, he was a that good was, actor, but... Yeah, that was Brandon Mayer. I don't know. He, maybe he's not in anything else, but he seemed, like, he recognizable. Had, he was the one... Yeah, so so the main... Harry was played by Brandon Mayer. He had 46 film credits, but really nothing that stood out. Yeah. No horror, and I didn't write anything down because I don't think it's what a lot of people kind of would notice. Yeah. But, so actually, the only other actor that I recognized on here was a really, really tiny part. So the, the scene when Harry is dressed up in the Santa Claus costume and he's looking through the window yeah. and they're having the party in there. Remember the two guys that come out to grab him to bring him back in? Yeah. One of those guys was um, in Breaking Bad. He was like the Mexican guy that couldn't talk. Oh, no shit. Yep. And then he was also in... Um, um, the Better Call Saul. I wonder how much these like uh, obscure actors get paid, like yeah. enough to live off of. I mean, if you you're know, in like Better Call Saul or Breaking Bad, you get some royalties off that for a while. But yeah, no, yeah, for this how, movie, yeah, I don't know how it worked for this movie. But, I mean, but this was a low budget movie, anyways. For so, sure. You know, I mean, really, there's. Not much to take away from it. Um, I mean, as far as that goes. Uh, you know, a couple interesting kind of tidbits, I guess. When Harry was running towards the end of the movie away from the mob and he was running around the hill and he, like, ate shit. Yeah. That was completely real. <laughs> he didn't mean to eat shit. Yeah, when his hat or his hat fell off and his beard and all that. But they kept it in the movie, which, you know, they should have because it looked pretty cool. It took... So this was a really cool... I, I like reading this quite a bit. It took Lewis 10 years to collect all of the Yuletide props um, in Harry's house, but it also took him 10 years to get the movie made. He came up with the idea after um, 
getting high and seeing Santa with a knife. But the cool thing is, is this was written before Halloween. Oh yeah. So this this is this was kind of an OG slasher, really. Was it written after Black Christmas? I think it was written after. I want to say it was written in like '76. So after Black Christmas. Or, yeah, I think he had the idea for it in like 1970-ish or something. Okay. But he wrote it in the mid-70s, and it took him a long time to get it made. So, um, so basically, it, it he doesn't consider it a slasher. He considers it more along the lines of the original Frankenstein. Yeah, so, I kind of see that. Yeah. It's kind of like the innocent killer type. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the last thing is, is they had to use three Santa suits because two of them got stolen off the set, so. Who's stealing Santa suits? <laughs> I don't know. Are they shooting this in just, Yeah, <laughs> leaving them right, oh, yeah, let's just leave this outside on the sidewalk here, so. But yeah, no, I, I thought that was kind of interesting because this is, I mean, it was, it came out in 1980, but it, the idea and everything for it was written in, you know, the mid-70s, so before a lot of those movies yeah. had come out, so. Yeah, so, uh. A lot of what, not a lot, but some of what Halloween gets a big credit for is we see the killer's point of view at the start of yep. the movie. And some of the other rest of the movie in Halloween, and this most of this movie is like from the killer's point of view. Which then Friday the 13th goes yep. and takes on. So like I could definitely see that. Yep. But Black Christmas at first, which is 1974, yep. which we just covered. Okay. Um, yeah, let's... Uh, do you have anything to add? No, let's get into this. Let's get into it. Uh, okay, so... I'm going to start off by saying like the first 40 minutes of this movie. No... Sp- Spoilers, but that was the beer. <laughs> our, most of this movie is following the killer. His name's Harry, and we're kind of seeing him losing his mind slowly. So he's almost a sympathetic killer because yeah, he doesn't. From his point of view, he's not doing anything wrong. He's trying to do good for Christmas, and we just covered Krampus. I can see. Harry from this movie evolving into Krampus right, in 2015 point, yeah. because like he goes after the people that lose the spirit of Christmas yeah. it's kind of goofy it's, it's, this, this movie I mean there's a lot of goofy parts and things that kind of make you you know cock your head to the side and kind of look at it a little bit strange but you know it um it I I, I well I guess it, it the first thing that you can say is that it does set the Christmas tone right away. Um, There's a lot of Christmas. Very, very Christmassy in the beginning. Did you know, I didn't look this up, but they said in the movie that uh, the story of Santa Claus started out of New York. I thought Santa Claus was German. They said in here, it was like uh, that the the night before Christmas, some guy wrote that about a story out of New York but it was like from Norway or something. Oh. I didn't look it up, I which I could be completely wrong. I'll have to look it up. But anyways, okay, so the movie starts out. We have these two young boys. I think it's like 1944. 
and they're sitting on the stairs with their mom watching the fireplace waiting for Santa Claus to come down the chimney Santa zoop, just whoops down the chimney like no problem Exit the chimney crystal clean yes and he like eats the cookies washes his hands whatever and then Harry the younger brother tells Phil like I knew he was real blah 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 they're in bed later Harry's the older brother no, Harry's... Oh, he's the older brother? Yeah. Oh, I thought he... Yeah. Okay. So Harry is the older brother. Phil's the younger brother. Yes. But Phil seems like the older brother the whole time. Yes. Yeah. That's why it's important It's important to know. Because, that. yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Right. Uh, and Harry's trying to tell Phil that Santa is real. And Phil's like, no, he's not real. That was Dad. It's like, no, he's not. So then Harry sneaks downstairs and he sees Santa. He's so weird... Santa kissing mommy, kissing and her, quote unquote grown up hearts. <laughs> yes, and then, I, I didn't know exactly what they were going for, but I think he was like, for less of a better term, he's trying to eat her out. Santa was trying to eat yeah. out mommy. I, I was wondering if that's the case or if they were getting to that point or something. They weren't really showing, showing it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. He was kissing her down there. Kind yeah, of. It, was, it, was, it was something was going on. That. So Harry panics, runs upstairs, throws the snow globe down, cuts himself with the glass from the snow globe, and it drips on the snow globe. So I thought maybe there'd be some paranormal stuff, but it, there's no paranormal stuff in this. No. And then we cut to 33 years later. It doesn't say that, but I looked it up. It's 33 years later. Okay. And we get Harry waking up, and he's sleeping. His pajamas is a Santa costume, basically, without a beard or anything. But yep. the hat and the coat and pants. And this is the scene I talked about in the, the kind of the trivia stuff. Is he's... I gathered that that Santa stuff stays up in his house year-round. He's he's kind of a nut when it comes to this. Right, so he walks around, and he has Santa memorabilia all around his house, all over his fridge, his walls, Santa posters and stuff. So, like, I'm assuming he already had some kind of mental disorder or whatever, but this incident in his life really, like... That was one thing I wanted to talk about was, do you think that all of this kind of compounded from that night or do you think that he had some kind of like obsessive compulsive I think he already had something yeah and then that was just one thing he just triggered on because yeah. he keeps triggering on it because you could tell that Phil even though Phil was younger he was more mature yeah and he says he always wanted an older brother to look up to yeah yeah and now you say that I realized yeah, that he yeah. was the younger brother. So, yeah, so I was curious as far as if it was just, I mean, if, if, do you think that night that he saw his dad and mom, whatever, Santa, yeah. whatever, do you think that night kind of was what flipped the switch? Or do you think that he was going that direction? I think regardless? he was already going that direction. Yeah. But that was, and just, was just looking for something. The one that he set it on to, because he, like, Believed in Santa so much, and then this just kind of corrupted his idea of Santa. Yeah. And it really messed so up. So you're, you're thinking he was going this way anyways? It's well, just he like, maybe wasn't going to go towards Christmas, but it was going to go somewhere, yeah. I think. I think he had a mental disorder. So Yeah, I agree that there was something going on. Because it, it seemed like he had all these 
repressed problems or something and then all of a sudden like these few days over Chris or actually does it because the movie starts off with them like Thanksgiving right and then does it progress over well, to Christmas when they're kids no like the whole the actual movie yeah well it progresses does it take, does it take place over a month yeah well it's, okay. it starts at Thanksgiving you watch the Thanksgiving parade yeah, and Santa yeah. comes through okay so yeah so over a month then well, everything wait. just comes to a screeching halt yeah, well, we see him. It's about Thanksgiving time, and he has yeah. binoculars watching little kids in the neighborhood. Creepy as fuck, by the way. On what? top of a building, just... Just like binoculars watching all the neighborhood kids. Yeah. But he's like, okay, here's little Susie. He, oh, he knew all she, the kids. She's good. Names. Yeah. And then he goes over, oh, Tommy, oh, he's good. He wants oh, a G.I. Yes. It's Moss, Rod, Moss <laughs> Garcia. Oh, God. Yeah. Which he's a white kid, but yeah, I, don't, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. But he's looking at penthouse like, oh, Moss Garcia is looking at penthouse. He's on yeah. the bad list. So he has a whole like book of naughty and nice. So he, he's writing it yeah, down. Yeah, like, well, he goes, yeah, so he goes like, at, at, so you just see him being a fucking creeper. But he's not like creeping on this like pedophilia type. But I don't know, but you could tell there's it was just weird, creepy scene. Yeah, that he's creeping. And on then he goes down kids. and busts out these like books that are like custom made, like a naughty book and a nice book. Right, so. here's a list of the neighborhood kids yeah. and what they're done good, what they've done bad. This Moss Garcia kids keeps fucking that. Yeah. Man. So clearly he's been doing this for a while with these books. So why do you think he has and does the books? Because if this is the first time he's ever got to the tipping point where he kills, why would he do the books in the past? Uh, you know, I just assumed it was over the last year, so I don't know if he had been doing it four years or like... I mean, I, I would assume that he had been doing it forever. Yeah, I don't know. You know. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I don't think we're supposed to think about that. Well, I mean, I'm just... It kind of plays in with the story I mean is is he uh, yeah I don't know I, I was trying to figure that out like what's the purpose of the books unless it's you know one of those movies where he's obsessed with Santa Claus yeah. I know but I don't but know I mean I wonder what, what he did with them in the past well you've got this book full of good kids and bad kids well, what are you going to do about it right which we see eventually he gives yeah. some of them toys but maybe, maybe he's been doing it forever yeah but, uh, so we see he goes to work, he works at a toy factory, and he thinks all these toys are, like, over-manufactured and not, like, specific enough or, like, good enough for the kids. He's telling all these co-workers this, like, oh, you don't... He used to work on the line, like, on the conveyor belt, and now he's, like, some kind of manager. So, yeah, I mean, you could tell, like, his entire life has been... Um his, 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 yeah, around Christmas. I mean, the guy works at a Christmas... I, I mean, a, a toy factory kind of thing. And it's called, like, Jolly Dreams or something. Do you remember? Jolly Times. Jolly Times. Something like that, yeah. So, I mean, his whole life was... was you know, Christmas. Going down this, this path. So... Yeah, but he's telling all his co-workers, which are his underlings now, that... No one cares about the toys anymore. They're not 
not specific enough, but there's no care taken in them because they're just on a conveyor belt in a factory. Well, and they're, they're union workers, too, so that's yeah. kind of what you got. And all, all of his co-workers just think he's a, some kind of kook. And the one guy says, oh, I'm going on vacation this week. Can anyone cover for me? Everyone's like, no, I can't. And Harry's like, oh, I miss doing the line work. Seen the toys up close. Blah, blah, blah. And then it cuts to Harry gets a call from that guy. He's like, oh, Harry, I know you want to work on the line so you can cover for me. And Harry's like, well, I mean, I got plenty. He's like, oh, I know you wanted to cover for me. He's like, all right, I'll cover for you, basically. Like, he kind of gets suckered into it. So you can tell that he's been... He's been there He's been with the company for a long time, and he worked his way up. Yeah. And there's a couple scenes there where I thought he was overly normal. Like, I mean, did you get that at all? Like, when he was at work normal. talking with people? He, see, he came off as overly normal. Very casual. Yeah, a lot of the times he does, seem, guy. He does seem normal. So, but then he's extremely gullible. I mean, with this whole thing here. Boy, he just... He loves Christmas. He loves the whole spirit of Christmas. And then he despises anyone that doesn't love it. Which cuts back to the Krampus type thing. But a lot of the guys are just there doing their jobs. So they kind of hate their jobs. And he hates that people don't take care of their job. Whether making toys for little kids. But he gets suckered into working a double shift for this guy. Then he gets off, and he's walking down the street, and he sees this guy that said he had to leave early for vacation. This dude's in the bar yeah, drinking. And, of course, it's like, oh, can you believe he bought it? It's like, here, he's such a sucker. Yeah. I'm going to leave until tomorrow. Yeah. Fuck it. I think his name is Frank. Fuck he, you, he Frank. Deserved, he deserved what's coming. <laughs> this is... Yeah, we'll get on to that. <laughs> So he sees a guy, and then we see him peeking in through his window. He sees a family. It's a couple and two young boys. And we eventually find out it's his brother, his little brother, and his wife, and yeah. the two boys. The boys go upstairs, and the brother and the wife kind of start getting it on, which kind of gets him like, I hate the malign autism, but this is what it kind of seems like where he starts like, starts freaking out about this type of stuff because it's it's a trigger for him because that's what happened when he was younger. Yeah, with his mom. With with his his mom and Cena, but Cena was his dad. Yeah. So he's slowly getting triggered. He calls his brother, says he can't make it to Thanksgiving dinner while he's watching the Thanksgiving parade because Santa comes through in the Thanksgiving parade. Yeah, he's totally distracted. Like he's he's like a kid in a candy store, just in awe when the the Santa float comes by in the Macy's Day parade or whatever. And Phil, his younger brother, knows something's wrong. It's like Harry never misses this stuff. Like he's starting to get a little worried. And then we see Harry painting a sleigh on his white van. Of course, he has a white fucking van. Right, yeah. But he paints a sleigh on the side of his van. And he, I think he starts he starts trying out his uh, Santa costume, maybe with white beard. 
I don't know. The next day, he's walking down the street, and all the kids in the neighborhood see him like, hey, what do you wish for? So, obviously, he has a repertoire with the kids. Like, this cute little girl, and some boys, and they're like, I wish for this, I wish for this. And then, of course, what's his name? Moss Garcia is like, yeah. I wish for a penthouse subscription. <laughs> he's like, oh, fucking Garcia. I <laughs> think he's getting angry at this little kid. <laughs> Which I really thought Garcia was going to get it. Mas Garcia. <laughs> but kids love him that we can see. Like mm-hmm. he, which we kind of know from this. He, he <sighs> slowly easels in his mind, but we know mm-hmm. he's not going to hurt kids, which it plays no. into later. But it does. Which, I'll get into it later. Okay, but then he sneaks up the Moss Garcia's house later at night. Yeah. And I don't know what he puts on his face. Yeah, like, I, I mud? Get, yeah he puts mud on his face. I don't understand what that was for. On his face and his hands. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I, had, I don't understand what... I think he's marking the house for later, even though he knows where to go. I, I, yeah, I don't know. But So his face is all black. His hands are all black. He's black facing it. And then he, like, kisses, like, the... Siding, so we get handprints handprint and, face and a print. lipstick, not lipstick, lip prints. Yeah. And then he hides in the bushes, and Moss and his mom come comes out, and Moss is being a little dick to his mom. Yeah. And then he grabs Moss for a second. Well, so Moss sees him duck down, and his his mom is trying to um, go somewhere, or whatever, and. He's like, oh, he starts slowly walking over. He's like, there's someone in the bushes. So this part over. was kind of creepy because he's yeah. slowly creeping through the bushes. And yeah, we know he's I, in there. Yeah, which was kind of a joke because there's no way you would be able to see someone like what he was doing. Yeah. But yeah, he like kind of tries to reach out and grab him. Then his mom comes and just fucking bitch, bitch slaps, slaps him. him. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Which makes you almost sympathetic to Moss. Like, okay, this is why he is the way he is. I didn't look at it that way. No. I just looked at it. He's a fucking asshole that... Needed that bitch slap. But anyways, he grabs Moss. Moss escapes. Like, mommy, someone grabbed me. He's like, shut up, Moss. No one grabbed you. The mom kind of like half (laughs) walks over there. And I was like, oh, what's going to happen? And then she goes back to the car. She's like, oh, we got to go. Yeah, nothing happens. Nothing happens for the first like hour of this movie. Yeah. Uh, so Harry goes to his Christmas party, meets a bunch of like corporate type people, and there's like a commercial. Well, we're donating so many toys to this mental hospital. <laughs> yeah. And Harry's like, "Well, you didn't say a specific number. How many people? How, how many, many toys? Kids are there? How many toys? Are you you know." And then the commercial too, just typical like big company style. Um, help us with this and donate some of your own money. Yeah, donate like, oh, too. Give me a break. Yeah, so we we hate these people too. Yeah, because yeah. they're not donating anything. No. But Harry picks up on that, so he sneaks into the warehouse because the Christmas party is at the warehouse, but it's like the office part of the mm-hmm. warehouse. So he goes into the warehouse. I did read that um, uh, Lewis Jackson used he worked as a caterer, so he filmed this scene. Uh, with his experiences as a caterer. A caterer? Yeah, he was a caterer. 
So he, he filmed this what he you know what he saw Chris's like most party. people yeah. So apparently this is what people did in the seventies for Christmas parties just got drunk and danced I guess. I mean we still do that today. Some of the Christmas party last week. Mm. I know. I don't dance. Did you guys have a Christmas party for your wedding? Not yet. A couple Sundays from now we do or Saturdays. They're fun though. I like them. Nah. Nah. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> okay, so he goes into the warehouse, which is a toy factory type shit, and he steals all the toys off the conveyor belt, throws them in a big Santa bag. Then he goes out to, like, the lake. I don't know what he's doing out there. He's digging. Is he burying them, or is he pulling some out that he hid? Oh, I forgot about that scene. I don't know what he's doing, but... Yeah, what the hell I is think he? he's I think he's getting more toys. He must have been stashing toys out there. I forgot. He throws them in his van. Yeah. So he gets a fucking white van, creepy white van full With the of sleigh on it. fucking toys. Uh, and then he goes home, glues the Santa beard on. He's like, ha 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 Frantically, so like it's me, it's me. So like he starts to believe he is Santa Claus. I think kind of. Yeah, I I, I didn't know what. To... He's losing his fucking cord, man. No. But then he goes out to. He he like homemade his whole Santa outfit. For some reason, he had the same jacket that the guy from Black Christmas had. That fur jacket. Was it the same he, one? He must have borrowed that jacket from him. It's probably, it, looked, it looked the same. It's probably intentional. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, he cut that up and, and made his own Santa costume. Looked pretty good. Yeah, so here he is. It's Christmas Eve. He's in his Santa costume. He's going... The first house he stops at is his brother's house, I think. And we see him pull out this butcher knife. It's like... Straight out of Halloween. Yeah. And then he just starts cutting the ribbon off his uh, big bag of toys. And he's throwing toys out. Throws toys out. I think it's his brother's house. The first place he goes to. And then he goes to Garcia's house. Mas Garcia, the bad kid. Yeah. And he leaves a little note. Maybe some coal. I don't know what he does. Yeah. Which I thought he was going to kill that kid, but he never does. I think he leaves like a... Angry, shut up. Like, You're a bad boy, Garcia. Don't look at penthouse. And then he goes to that mental hospital. Hospital. And that was kind of a weird scene because he knocked on the door and the security guard came. So I didn't know where they were going with this scene. Yeah, he was like kind of built up like, oh, he's gonna do something. He's gonna do something. It's like, oh no. So then the secu- so this. At first, I'm like trying to figure out like what time of night is this? Because unless the the movie was playing out in a different order, you know, he was at the house and they're all sleeping, and, and, and the security guard saying, "What are you doing here at this time of night?" Well, when he's done with all this and he's like walking back, you know, with that, I think it's a one scene where he gets pulled into the Christmas party with the kids. It shows a clock and it's like eight o'clock at night. On Christmas Eve, yeah. Security guard, what are you doing here at this time of night? So, I, I, I don't know. I thought he came, came off a little harsh for someone that's just bringing toys up, but whatever. Yeah, but who was going to be there? At, they probably never get any visitors. It's like, like 7 o'clock on a... 8 o'clock on Christmas Eve, dressed as Santa Claus. Yeah. 
Hey, just dropping some free toys off. What's wrong with that? But yeah, the security guard skeptic. Then he gives the security guard like a toy, and then there's like, oh, all right. So all, all the, the attendants come yeah. out, all the staff, and he just opens his van full of toys that he stole from the company he works at. And this, uh, so he seems like a really nice guy at this point. Honestly, like yeah. a little crazy, but like he's yeah. just. He just stole a bunch of toys to give to kids. Yeah, so yeah, he seems yeah. It, it, it's kind of tough explaining because people probably have different thoughts and ideas. But yes, he seems like a nice guy with good intentions. But then he's fucking crazy. He's got some really weird shit going on. So you, you're not sure what he's capable of at this point. Yeah. Even though as a movie we know where it's going, but if you're Can in he- the movie, you don't know what he's capable. He kind of keeps doing this laugh, like, ha ha. I think he's start, starting to convince himself he's Santa Claus or something. Yeah. But at the same time, he's crazy, but he's, like, really nice to kids. Do like, we get to the point where he's trying to go down the chimney yet? No. Okay. Not yet, not yet. Okay. Okay, so... This is the last part where he's like, good, good. Okay. So then he goes to uh, his boss's church, pulls his van up with the sleigh out. That's right. And yeah. he's dressed in full Santa Claus. Oh, we, we, we forgot to talk about this scene. This was an important scene before we forgot about. When he's at the Christmas party, and this is, this is like the last scene that is like flip the final switch where he's, you know, thinking, fuck you guys. His boss comes up and is talking about him being, uh, you're one of us now. And then he meets, who's that younger guy? He's taking over it's, some part of something or another. But. Okay, so it's just some new young guy that yeah. is in the top echelon, echelon. echelon of the companies. A new young up-and-comer. And he, his idea was the one to do this ad campaign about giving these toys to this mental these like mental marketing make us look good kind of thing right and he's, he basically says like we're not giving them anything we're hoping employees will donate yep. toys here yeah so Harry called him on in his shit it's like but he, he also the boss says this guy and his wife is staying with me for the weekend yeah but Harry did say I mean this is when he knew something was going to happen because he said you're worse than or he, he said something like, you're bad, but you're even worse because you know what you're doing. Right, like, this guy's an idiot, but yeah. you know what you're doing on So you make him even worse, yeah. But so he goes to his boss's church where this new young guy is, too. But he's dressed in Santa Claus outfit so people don't recognize him. Waits for the church to get out of session. They come out, and then there's some, like, two young couples come up. And the two guys of the couple start making fun of him for dressing like that. For dressing like Santa Claus, basically. <laughs> He's like, oh, I got something for you. And he pulls one of the, like, the soldier, soldiers. With the sword. Yeah. That, like. Cracker soldier ever. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. But that his company makes, and he stabs him through the eye with it. And awesome. Then he, and then he takes, like, a, looks like a toy axe. It's like a hammer axe. It's an axe, but a hatchet, I would yeah, say. Yeah, hatchet, yeah. But it looks like a toy one, and he murders three of them, and then runs <laughs> off 
while his boss and the new young blood guy are watching the whole time. But they don't know it's him because he's dressed as Santa. And you can tell that, you know, I I didn't look the budget up on this because I have no idea what that would be in $2018. But you can tell that, I don't know if it was either really low budget or they were struggling with the effects. But the camera work, I will say that it was done really well. But the camera work tells me that they were trying, you know, they, they purposely did the shots and... Right, they can't show too much because, yeah. like, you just kind of see it from the side, like yeah. the stab through the eye. Well, you don't even see it from the side. Like, you see, like, the camera's panning back and forth. It's, like, first person, and then it's coming at you, and then you just see blood, but you don't actually see any right. anything. So I don't know if it was because they were lacking either good... I don't discredit them for that part. No, all. no. But yeah, no, it was done. I, I mean, I enjoy. It, it was done well. I, the, the kills. I mean, I wrote down here, first kills equal excellent. Yeah. So, I liked it. But this is like 45 minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, he drives off in his sleigh van. And then next we see him walking down the street and two guys pull him in. Like, Santa, come in. And they pull him into... Which looks like another work. Yeah, like a Christmas party. Work Christmas party yeah. with this little kids there. He's like just peeping through the window, like creeping on them. And then these guys see him. And yeah. Like, Come in, Santa. And then he's the life of the party. Yeah. <laughs> he's like dancing yeah, they, all yeah, around. Yeah, they're doing Hava Nagila, whatever. Which I think. Dancing up a star. <laughs> for a point, I thought when he first got pulled in. I thought, oh, he's thinking he's going to murder all these yeah, people. But yeah. then he sees the little kids. I thought they were going to make fun of him, and it was just, yeah, I, 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 was, I was on the same boat. But then he sees the kids, and then it's just like a old, grand old time. Because no one there is, maybe they're bad, but he doesn't know they're bad. So no. nothing happens to them. They just dance, and he's the life of the party. But then he's like, okay, I got to go now. You kids be good. I'll make sure to get you something good next year. But if you're bad, yeah. something horrible will happen to you. It was like awkward tension. Quiet. And He's then like, he does his best. <laughs> 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 yeah, that, yeah. W- that was a little... It's kind of a little. awkward, creepy scene. Like, I remember sitting there, and I was like, just kind of felt, made me feel weird. So, yeah, that, that scene did something right, because it, you know, it made me feel a little... Uneasy. Yeah, that, yeah, uneasy awkwardness. So yeah. that was done really well. That was done good. Yeah. Because we know this guy's off his rocker. Yes. Word, yep. And I think people at that point were like, where is this guy? Where's this going? This guy's kind of weird. but He could kill anyone. But he yeah. won't. Okay. And then next scene, he goes to his co-worker Frank's house. The guy that made him cover for him. Because he said he's going on vacation with someone at the bottom. Oh, yeah. And he, Is this one where he's trying to get down the chimney? Yes. Yeah, I'm sure yeah, it is. yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Just so, the creepiest... I didn't write that in because it was just like a no scene. It didn't go anywhere, but... Well, it was just kind of really weird and creepy, and I thought it was important because he, at this point... This is a point in the movie where you're like, yes, he's completely lost it he really thinks he's santa, santa. and he he's is so to, i mean how messed up in the head you got to be to try to well, fit down a chimney well he associates santa with his dad 
dropping down the chimney, which his dad yes. literally did. Yes. And his dad, like, got swooped up, too. Like, and, and that I don't know part, how he did that. I was wondering if we're looking at that through the kids' eyes where it's unrealistic or how that happened because... I don't know. I don't... I mean, I... When I first started watching it, I thought, okay, we're supposed to believe this is the real scene because yeah. of how he went in and out and of the chimney. from Northern Minnesota, I've seen a bajillion chimneys and fireplaces. and, and They're all too fucking small. Right? Yes. Yes. But, yeah, so he's got his full Santa fucking regalia. That's not a word. Get up. Yeah, and he has, like, a fat suit almost on. Was so. a pillow stuffed under there? Yeah, he tries to squeeze on the chimney. He can't get down. So he, he gets slowly stuck in there for pulls himself yeah. out. But then he goes down, like, through the back door or something. And he it's goes a in basement there. window. Yeah. So he goes into Frank's house, the guy that made him cover for him and laughed mm-hmm. at him for covering for creepy him. Creepy scene. Very creepy. Just, like, thinking of someone walking around your house and putting... He put presents for the kids down, didn't he? Yes. Yes. Well, I think it was like a... Oh, I've listened to a lot of Golden State Killer stuff lately. But he just stands over the couple laying in bed for a second. Yeah. Just watching them like that is so fucking creepy because that actually happens. Yeah. But then he tries to to suffocate, not suffocate him. uh, Smother. Smother him with a bag of toys. Like, there's so many air gaps in that bag of toys. Yeah. But then he kind of does it. Then he lets Frank up for a second, slits his throat, and Frank... He grabs a star off of a little Christmas tree. Yeah. Slits his throat. Where I don't know why you won't just continue to smother him because then you wake the wife up and why smother him with that bag of toys? Though, get a pillow. Something. Yeah. But anyways, Frank falls back with his throat slit open, wakes the wife up, and the wife is like, ah, ah, she does like, some kind of weird. She's like kind of like half screaming, but yeah. she's too scared to like really make noise. So then Harry starts running out, and he runs into the two kids. And the kids are like, Santa. And he smiles for a second. And then we hear the wife start screaming, so then he yeah, books it out of there. It's fuck Frank. Fuck uh, Frank, he deserved it. I don't he didn't deserve to die, but no. in, in the context in, in of a movie, horror movie, he yes, definitely he deserves right. to fucking die. Uh okay. Then well, he's driving back in the van. Something happens where he, like, randomly just passes out or something? No, okay, well, the next day is Christmas Day, and we see it's Phil and his family, which is his younger brother, and they're like, Harry never misses Christmas. Something's wrong. Phil's starting to panic. Phil was kind of a bully when they were younger, and he kind of is annoyed by Harry, but at the end of the day, he's a good brother. Like, he's worried about Harry the whole time. He's like, Harry never misses Christmas, something is fucking wrong, and his wife's like, "Nothing's wrong." And then this whole time we've seen on the news about some Santa Claus is killing a bunch of people, and Harry, or Phil and his wife and the kids are kind of watching it. Phil doesn't make any mention of it. And then next scene we see Harry wakes up in his van, still dressed as Santa Claus. Goes back to the toy factory and he turns well, the conveyors he, like, on. He passes out in his van. So yeah. I don't know how, but the weird thing is, is there's like a tarp over it. So did you notice that? 
No, I didn't. It's like, in a, it's like he's at the... Didn't he pass out at the factory? And there's a tarp over Yeah, like in the parking lot. The factory yeah. or something. Yeah. But he goes back into the factory and turns the conveyor belts on. So all the toys are just like crashing into yep. the floor. It's like, I don't understand. Maybe they're a little wrecked. Like, I don't know what... He wouldn't destroy them. That was not the way to go about it. But then again, he's just like out of his mind. So we can't make any rational decisions about what he's doing. No. Uh, next scene we get at the cop shop. Some detectives and they have a bunch of Santa Clauses in like a police lineup. And some witnesses there. And they're like, no, his, his suit was darker. This isn't any of them. Okay, next scene we get Harry calls Phil. He keeps talking about he finally found his tune. I think that scene, which version did you watch? Because I don't think that scene was in the version I watched. The police lineup? Yeah. Oh. I don't know, the one on YouTube. I don't think, so that scene was after the scene where the toys are crashing? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was not in the version I watched. Well, it comes up later. Hold on. So, wait, explain that scene to me just in case I'm missing it. So, we're at the cop shop. This is two detectives, and they're bringing lineups of different guys dressed as Santa Claus. Okay. And they have witnesses there. Like, no, no, that's not the one. So they bring in the next lineup. No, that's not one. Like, no, he had a dark red suit, not a light red suit on. And the cops are kind of talking about that the detectives are. I, I want to say the version I watched was titled, You Better Watch Out. Okay. Was that the version you watched or was yours titled? It was called Christmas Evil. Hmm. All right, we'll keep going. Okay. But it comes up, these detectives come up later. So Hank... Harry calls Phil, says he finally found his tune. He keeps talking about finding his tune. So we just know he's a lunatic. His tune is nothing. Says he's going to play his tune now. Phil's really starting to get worried. Harry goes walking around and runs into a bunch of kids. And these kids love him like, Santa Claus! And then the... Follow behind the kids are the parents. Is it the parents? Okay. And the parents know because two of them are the detectives that we just saw. Oh, yeah. Which so maybe I didn't you see didn't that see scene, that. Then. Okay. okay. Yeah, so I saw this scene, but it wasn't the detectives. Okay. And, uh, I wonder what the fuck, how I watched. Okay. But yeah. the kids are all loving Harry yep. and Santa Claus, which all kids love Harry in this. Yep. this movie and the parents are like okay we know who this fucker is because two of them are the detectives this is like it's like no look at his suit I know who that is that's a killer basically and they're all worried about him being around their kids yeah so I'm wondering if there's other well there there has to be I'm wondering what other scenes well, well there has to be some more scenes. Yeah. I feel like the detectives were in more scenes that must have got cut out. Yeah, because I did not see... Yeah, they weren't... The one I watched, there was no police lineup. 
and it just pans to this part here, and it's just you just think it's like some regular guys and well, yeah, because the guy busts out a switch. The one dad's like, no, look at his suit. I know who that is. That's him. And he yeah. s- gets switch played out or yeah. whatever, and okay. the kids are all like huddling around here because they think he's Santa Claus. Basically, yeah. don't hurt him. And then the wife tackles him. It's like he might hurt our kids. And then the detective drops his knife and the little girl picks it up like daddy leave him alone leave him alone it's oh, like, little girl you're getting ass whooping tonight man and then I don't know what happened he runs off I don't know if he stabs any of them the little girl hands Harry the knife and he runs yeah. off I think maybe the one detective gets cut oh yeah when he's, he's running right by him so yeah. man, this is the scene where all of a sudden somehow like 50 people have torches that they light up. Just ready. It's like it's like a white pride thing in yeah. Charlottesville yeah. or something. <laughs> uh, they heard he did the blackface and chase him down. Yeah, so they're chasing him around, chasing him. Kind of, he hides. They don't find him. Then they find him. He runs, gets in his van, gets away at the last second, gets to uh, Phil's house, shows up, and Phil's like, I knew it was you. It's like, Phil, I thought they understand my tune. They don't understand my tune or something like that. Like, Harry's out of his goddamn fucking mind. Yes. And then Phil's like pissed off. Like, you're an embarrassment. Chokes him out. I don't know if he thinks he kills him or what. I had to rewind this part because at first I was like, did I miss something here? Did he actually like kill him? I don't think we're supposed to think he killed him. Maybe he thought he killed him. I think he did think he killed him. But he dragged him back into his van and put him in the driver's seat. And he's, like, looking away. And Harry looks up, looks at the wife, and then just, like, punches Phil. Just knocks that bitch out. He doesn't get knocked out. He gets knocked down. He gets back up. Harry drives off, and the torches are, like, right behind him, I think. Oh, no, he drives towards the torches, and I thought he was going to take the torches out. Hangs right. And I don't know if it's a bridge or a cliff. I think it's a bridge. But, like, he drives off a bridge, like... And then, this is what we see, but I don't think this is what we're supposed to interpret what really happens. This is what's going on in Harry's mind. His van, like, takes off, goes up. And does the E.T. Like it's a sleigh, really. Yeah. But I think in real life, we're supposed to think he just crashes and dies. Right? Is that how you thought of it? Okay. Or are you really supposed to interpret as him flying off like he's real Santa? So, I thought this movie was excellent until the ending. And the last notes I wrote on it was, ending ruined it. And I'm like... Trying to figure out, I was like, there's got to be something. So I, I, I was doing some reading on the ending, and what I found was when Phil is chasing him, Phil somehow trips down the canyon or whatever. Right away when he trips, there's an explosion, and most and it was just poorly edited, I guess, on the movie side. Yeah. But most people heard that and thought it was just, a sound effect from Phil like tripping and falling down that little ravine thing. Yeah. That explosion was supposed to be Harry's van blowing up. Oh, okay. So yes, the movie is ending with Harry crashing and dying. And 
what you said is is right is is in his eyes you know goes off the bridge and does the whole et thing up into the moon yeah and yeah i like the ending actually really because we're supposed to he's going crazy the whole time yeah i guess i mean if you look at it that way then but i mean it wasn't told the movie and story wasn't told in that respect where you're supposed to believe that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they left, they cut some scenes out for sure. Yeah. I mean, if, if it was told where it was more coming out of Harry's eyes, then I would agree. But I hated the ending. I really did hate it. I, I thought, like at first I was trying, I had a million things going through my head as far as how I'm supposed to interpret it. But if I, I think they could have, I don't know how, but I think they could have done it a lot better, a lot more effective. If if that was the actual case, maybe they purposely left it ambiguous. Maybe you know they were trying to make it obvious where you're supposed to expect that he blew up and died. I just thought it was poorly done. I didn't know that he blew up and died part, though. but I just thought we were supposed to expect. He actually died, but from his point of view, he's floating off into When I first sunset. watched it, I thought the movie just went complete Narnia, just goofy, and was like, yeah. oh, he just floated away. And then you're like, well, how am I supposed to interpret that? So I hated the way they did that. I, I just wanted something a little bit more concrete. But after reading that, um, I, I did not go back and listen for the explosion, but what I read was is that there was an explosion, but it was just... Phil. It was, it was time. It was time to Phil falling down the hill. I did notice when yeah. Phil was falling down the hill, it was a, it was like a fabric. It like, yeah, ruffled up behind him. But was it was like looked, actual snow. I saw that too, but I thought that was supposed to be like that because there was like a bunch of garbage in there. Yeah, okay, so maybe I know, that's what I don't really know what it was. I, yeah, I did notice that that it was pretty poorly done. With yeah, I'm not really sure what exactly that was. No, that, that ending did... I did knock the movie because of the ending. Okay, what do you give it? Um, this movie was a surprise. This was a first watch for me. I did not know what to expect. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. I, I'll, I'll say that I loved it. There were some parts that were kind of goofy... And I will knock points off because of the ending. But at the end of the day, I still come in at a 7 out of 10. Okay. I really liked it. I did. I will give it a 5. Because the first hour is boring as fuck. You're right. But I think it started out good. And then it just... Kind of slowly see him going crazy, but he's been crazy since the first, like, 20 minutes. We don't need to keep seeing... I, I want more kills out of a yeah. fun movie like this. There, really there was some fun... There were some fun kills, yeah. but... And we weren't ever really, really worried about... Quote-unquote, good people. Yeah. Because we knew who was going to get it and who was safe. So we weren't worried about the kids that he was being surrounded by... I just, I, I just think it could have been a lot more fun. I completely agree with everything you said. I I mean, the movie was 100 minutes long. 
which is kind of long. I mean, out of the movies that we've done, that's on the longer end. Yeah. A lot of movies we do are 90 minutes or less, 95 minutes. That was a longer movie, and I completely agree that it was really boring at points, but I think that the movie was trying to show that that character arc with him, yeah. which it didn't really need to because it was kind of obvious right away where they were going with it. Right. But I thought that it was... I, I Normally, I, I feel like I should be coming in harder on this movie because of everything that you've said. Because, I mean, you're right. It's a long movie. They spent... There's not enough kills. But I just thought the kills that they did... I mean, for 1980, I think this was filmed before 1980. Yeah. But for being 1980, I thought that I really... The, the kills it did have, I thought were really good. It did seem like the movie went by really fast for me. Yeah. I will say by really fast. That Harry was they portrayed him pretty well as like a mentally unstable person. No. So we weren't sure what he was capable of. So even when he was around those little kids, like there was just like no. maybe a maybe in your mind that you might hurt them, but no. I don't know. It, it wasn't a bad movie, but I, I would say watch it, especially around Christmas time, but no. I, I want it. And I will say my seven may be weighted a little heavy just because of a Christmas themed movie. I might be rating this. I might be rating this more with compared to Christmas four. I'm not really sure. Yeah. But you know, this kind of goes back into what we were talking about with, you know, our film habits and whatnot. So, you know, when it comes to Halloween, Halloween-themed movies are going to, you know... Yeah. I'll, I'll give passes to ones that aren't right. normally as good. Right. When it comes to Christmas horror, you know, if there's a if there's a heavy Christmas theme in a movie, I'll probably rate it a little bit higher than it should. So I think that's where I'm coming in at. But I I like this quite a bit, and I will tell you right now that I probably will watch this again next Christmas. And this is a Christmas movie that really centers around Santa Claus in the Christmas theme. Like Oh, it does. We already covered Black Christmas, Better Watch Out, Krampus. Santa Claus is barely in any of those. And this one is real Santa Claus heavy, which is what... Christmas is about but alright let's do a crack break alright mmm that's some good crack mmm drunk Darius has done mething around alright that brings us up to the next portion of the show which we lovingly call shotgun reviews I don't know why shotgun I don't know where, where did shotgun reviews come from doesn't even make sense. Because we shotgun a beer every time. Also, we had this here shotgun. Yeah, bud. It's a real shotgun, everybody. It's not a plastic <laughs> toy. Nope. Um, it hasn't been a very long period of time since we last recorded. Drunk Darius has zero watches of any horror movies since the last time. I've been home for like Boo on you. three hours and I've watched three movies. Drink a beer. Shotgun a beer? Shotgun a beer. I saw two, and they're both 2018 watches. The first one I saw was called Aramentari. 
This one is on Netflix. Actually, they're both on Netflix. Is that Korean? Yeah, the other one is for sure. Um, this one, I it's it's I want to say it's somewhere in Europe, I guess. Uh, I, I will say these are both subtitled movies. Or actually, the Airmentari is not subtitled; it's dubbed. Um, the the background on that is the blacksmith and the devil is a retelling of an ancient fable about a blacksmith who finds himself battling the devil. In this story, the blacksmith has captured a demon and lives a life of a hermit-like seclusion away from the prying eyes of the townsfolk. All is going well until a desperate little girl, Yusu, accidentally stumbles across the devil and unknowingly releases him. It is then left to the blacksmith to reclaim his bounty, but this is easier said than done, and... I mean, there's a lot of people that come after him. This movie takes place in, I would say, maybe the 1600s or 1700s, something like that in Europe. So it's all right. It's a 2018 movie, so I'm not going to give you guys my rating. I will say that it is slightly above average. I would say it's a rental. Or for a subtitle have, movie? For a subtitle movie, yes. I mean, it's not subtitle. It's dubbed. It's okay, I guess. Um, if if you have Netflix, you know, make sure you watch your heavy hitters on Netflix first. And if you find yourself kind of bored one day, this would be a good one to watch. Yeah, you know, now that I say, yeah, I, I would I would definitely give it a watch. I I can see both of these movies being a lot more liked by people than me, but it, this one just wasn't for me. The next one is called Target 2018. This is an Indonesian 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 film. And Indonesian. Drunk Darius will give us the summary on this one. Okay, first I'm gonna go back. No, okay. We'll do this. Nine people are forced to play a lethal game in which only one of them can survive after they become trapped in an empty building. Have you seen a truth or dare? Not truth or dare, uh would you rather? Is Ricky from uh, Trailer Park Boys? Yes, yes, I have. Th- that's what this synopsis reminds me of. Not synopsis, so whatever you call it. This target, I would say, is a combination of that. But I would say this is closer to Saw Two. Okay. This one really, really reminded me of Saw Two. That's, that's all I'll say. I like this one a little bit more. Um, this one is dumb. It's Indonesian. Yeah. So you have to read subtitles, which aren't fun. And I hate, absolutely hate reading subtitles because I think it just detracts from the actual movie you're watching. You're focusing more on the bottom of the screen, reading that, and you're missing stuff. Yeah. You know, you can't really engage and really get yourself engulfed in exactly what's going on. So I do... I would much rather have a terrible dub than have to read any kind of subtitles. So, that being said, um, this movie is difficult to talk about. Part of me really liked it, and part of me thought that it was kind of over the top, but not in a good way. Um, it's, I, hard, it's hard to tell when it's in a different language, I feel like. Like, the acting, who knows if it's really good. 
Yeah, because it, yeah, it's difficult to talk about the acting when they purposely try to be over the top and whatnot. Yeah, I will say that this one, it tries really hard with the ending, but it does go in a direction that probably a lot of people aren't going to see. You know, there, it's really easy to spoil this movie. I would definitely say watch this one. Um, I would rate this one slightly higher than the last one. I would say you, you, if you're into foreign films, definitely watch this. Myself, yeah, not so much into them, but I would definitely say this is one you need to watch. 2018 movies, put this on your list. I don't think it's going to make many top tens, but I'm glad I watched it. So That was Target. The last one was Aramintari. Um, well, I, I did watch, I already talked about it, finished uh, Sabrina. Oh, yeah. Yep, you finished the series or whatever. But there was a Daniel Webster, you know that story? Daniel Webster and the Devil. I don't know. It's an old story from like the 1800s where he made a deal with the devil. Yeah. He makes a cameo in the Sabrina series. I thought that was a pretty cool tie-in. I guess I don't know the story on Daniel Webster. So. Well, he's like a famous lawyer. He pretty much sells his soul to the devil to be like the best lawyer ever. But he ends up, he ends up only defending like terrible people. Oh sure. So he's like the best lawyer, but he gets like murderers and rapists off. But yeah. then he he makes a cameo in the new Sabrina series. Huh. It's a good it's a good series. You guys should watch it. I'll check it out. I'll you check it out for sure. So. It starts out a little not as what you think it end up as. It it's a no. badass show. It is good. But alright, let's get into our second review. Second feature review is Better Watch Out. 2016 rated R comes in at a nice 89 minutes. Guess what this got on the B? Seven. 6.5. Right on. Rotten Tomatoes? 80. 88%. I, I hear that. Yeah. This was directed by Chris Peckover. Probably familiar to some people. This is only his third, I guess, feature, or second feature review. I think he did a short in there as well. He did another horror movie called Undocumented. Uh, it was written by Zach Kahn. Uh, nothing really to talk about with that. This one stars Olivia DeJong, who mm, I'd say people should recognize her from The Visit. And then uh, Levi Miller played the main male role, I guess. And he was Peter in Peter Pan. Uh, Finding ne- Neverland or something. Yeah. I think it was just called Pan, wasn't it? Oh, I thought he was in like the Finding... I was thinking the Johnny Depp one. No, I'm right. I'm not really sure. Oh, maybe you are. Maybe you are. It's not a Peter Pan. This was originally titled Safe Neighborhood, which again, I'm glad they did not go with that. Yeah. Better watch out way better. Well, it's like Halloween. It's supposed to be the babysitter killer. No. In real life, the two main characters were, were less than four years apart. Or, yeah, they were, they were four years apart. Um, 
What's that's almost about they should have been in the movie, right? Yeah, you know, because I read that and then I watched the movie, I was like, eh, that's about where they should be in the movie. But, yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I guess. Well, okay. Well, you got so the visit. We got the chick. What's her name? Olivia Dijon. And then the best friend in this movie is. I don't know what his name is, but he was the brother in the visit. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, I the, didn't know that. Like the no chin kind of funny brother from the visit. Yeah. Well, there's only two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The brother and the sister. They're both yeah. in this movie. Oh, I didn't know that. And I didn't look up that other... The other kid, I, I looked him up, but I... Because I thought he was familiar, but I couldn't think of what. But yeah, I must, I must have just scrolled over or missed when I... He's from the visit. The visit. And then... This was filmed in Australia, and I think at least the three main characters are all Australian. I think you're right. And But they're pulling off American accents in this, just like Pretty they well. did in The Visit. Pretty well. I think maybe the Luke, which is the main kid, his accent kind of fades a couple times. I don't know if... Unless, I didn't notice that. If you weren't looking for it, you probably won't notice yeah. it. But... Stellar kid actors. It's hard to find. But these days, lately, like Stranger Things, it there's a bunch of killer kid actors out no. there now. But yeah, I think that's pretty cool. That's filmed in Australia, but they're all got great American accents. I don't know if they have like a cheaper uh, film incentive to film in Australia. I know Iowa used to have that, but then the Iowa film people like were stealing a bunch of money so yeah they, they there's certain like canada there there's i don't know exactly how they do it but they give i don't rebate the word incentives yeah, yeah to film like tax breaks or whatever they call it but yeah there's certain areas where they encourage people to film so i mean iowa or places in canada you know you get a lot of money when it comes to you know having production and crew and staff and all that well that's when we had a bunch like the crazies was filmed here during that time in iowa that was a really really small town too yeah yep lennox yeah my friend's a head coach there football so we already talked about this i didn't go check out any of this stuff all right all right hopefully he's better at coaching football than he is playing fantasy football nards where are you in the playoffs Fifth place. You owe me some money. Oh, I do. That's right. Well, I'm in the championship for my other league, so. Me too. Me too. All right. Hashtag me too. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) No, no, no. All right. right, Let's get into this bitch. All right. So we have three really main characters here. We have Luke, which is like the... The, the son. Yeah. And then we the, have... The babysit T? Yeah, then Ashley is the babysitter. And then Wait Luke's not. friend Garrett. Luke and Garrett are like 12, 13 maybe. Yeah. And Ashley's maybe 17, 18. Yeah, that's what I was figuring. She's moving. I, I was figuring 18 because she's moving in two weeks. So yeah. I'd, I'd figure 18 or 19. And Luke's got a big old crush on her. So. Oh, Yeah. He wants to make the moves on her before she moves away to Pittsburgh. Yeah. And she has two... She has a boyfriend and an ex-boyfriend, like, coming to play later. We have 
Her boyfriend now is Ricky. Yep. And then her Jason. ex, Jeremy. Or is it Jeremy? Yes. Ricky and Jeremy. And that's m- mostly these five characters are in the play. And then we have the dad, which is a. Uh, it's not Brad Garrett. What's a Brad Garrett look like? What's his name? Oh, I don't know his name, but he's he's uh, Joe Swanson and Family Guy. He's mainly a voice actor, but you'd recognize You've him. You've seen him stuff. before. Yeah. He's a pretty funny guy. Yeah. I like him in yeah. most stuff he's in. Her mom, I think, was what? T- Tilda Swinton? Yeah, she's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I can't tell you what she's she been in. She was barely in this movie. Oh, the mom and dad are barely in yeah. this movie at all. Yeah. So it starts out, so the mom and dad are kind of leaving for the night, and we find out Luke is a sleepwalker, so... Yeah. Oh, man, there's a bunch of foreshadowing in this movie. There is. But so, it doesn't yeah, really it tell is, you what the foreshadowing is going to be. Well, you start out, actually, with the boys in the bedroom playing video games and yeah, and Luke, which is... Okay, so Luke is kind of like a... Seems kind of like the nerdy type well, of... he's an only child. Goody so two spoiled his shit yes. in this big old freaking, you know, Home Alone-style mansion house. Yes. So this movie has... I would compare this movie to Home Alone. For sure. They purposely let you know that. Absolutely. And, um... Uh, You're next. You're next. So many movies. Yeah. Uh, the Good Son. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. maybe. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, we start out with Garrett's kind of like the... I feel like he's from a broken home. like Kind of like the bad kid that hangs out with Luke. Like maybe he's into drugs or something. I don't yeah. know. They're, 13-year-old kid. I wouldn't say broken home, but you could tell that he's a little bit more, I'd say, experienced, I guess, in the world. Right. And Luke is like the perfect child Yes. And they're talking to each other, and Luke's kind of talking about his babysitter, Ashley's moving away, so he's going to try to put the moves on her tonight. Which, at the time when we first hear this, it seems pretty innocent, like... Oh, for sure. Well, like, there's, like, a part where he's still got, like, a heartbeat monitor kind of thing. Which you is... Know, it's not a heartbeat. It's, like... Or, poop, poop. Oh, it is yeah, a heartbeat, it is heartbeat monitor. If you're a dad or, or a parent, you know exactly what it is. It, it plays white noise and all that kind of stuff. So it's basically meant for babies. Like, if they're still in the still, womb. Yeah, and he still has to have that when he... So they do a really good idea, or a really good job of. I mean, when you know when the when the twist comes, it's it's a fucking twist because they do a really good job of, as far as setting that up. So. Yeah. So he's kind of a mama's boy. And and if you guys are new to our show and you're listening to this for the first time, if you haven't seen this movie, I would pause this, watch the movie, and then. Join us for the breakdown. Spoilers. Oh, for sure. All the way around. Yes. There's always going to be spoilers. If you listen to this, you should know. Yeah. Uh, Find out. So, Ashley, the babysitter, gets there. The mom's walking her through the whole routine. He has to take his sleeping pills because he sleepwalks. And they put, like, a little... 
a pencil on the door. On the handle. Hey, let's talk about those fucking door handles that were were forehead high. Have you ever seen that before? Did you notice that? Oh, no. That bothered me so much. Those, I swear to God, we're tall guys. Those door handles would be nipple high on us. You think I so? Mean, dude, yes. I think Don't you remember when they were putting the, the, the pencil on the door and they were like this at their eye level? The door handle is at their eyes and they're putting the pencil on there. I was like, what is going on? Are they squatting or anything? And then I noticed and I was like, well, maybe it's a rich person thing. But I'm one of my customers... One of my customers is worth $2 billion, and I've been in his house, and I have not seen door handles like that before. So, yeah, something is, I I maybe, whatever, wherever this movie was. Okay. Oh, it's in Australia. Maybe it's an Australia thing. Everything's backwards there, you know. Right, yeah. Toilets flush the wrong way. They got door handles you need fucking stepladders to get on. Honey, I'm going to go outside and, uh, um, you know, get the mail. Well, let me go get my fucking two-story ladder here to get outside. Right. You have to drink your beer upside down and stuff. That's weird. Fosters. It's weird. Uh, we should have done Fosters with this movie. Fail. Major fail. That's you. Uh, so anyways. But they, well, they put a pencil on the door handle to make sure if he gets out, they'll notice because yeah. the pencil will be down because yeah. he's sleepwalking. Whatever. Uh well starts out Lucas Lee, or Garrett leaves which is the best friend and Ashley and Lucas are watching a scary movie they're they're gonna order a pizza without mushrooms no mushrooms and they're watching a scary movie she forgets to call the pizza man and the doorbell rings it's pizza man with the well, pizza she's getting some weird kind of Black Christmas style phone calls. Yeah. So before all this, um, you know, yeah, you're right. They're walking around, you know, what are you going to do? And she's calling, um, Ricky, she's calling Ricky, which is her boyfriend now. Yeah. And you can tell that it's kind of bothering, um, what's his nuts a little bit. Lucas. Cause he's all jelly. Yep. It's peanut butter and jelly. Yep. But she goes to the phone and is getting some weird phone calls. And all of a sudden, the doorbell rings. And guess who it is? It's Pizza Man. And she's like, wait, I didn't order pizza. And there's mushrooms on the pizza. Which I still, like, I still didn't get this. Like, Well, I did. So, but he's like, oh, my dad must have ordered it. Well, why would your dad put mushrooms on it? Yeah. So, so you soon to find out that he ordered the pizza and he purposely did that to make it seem like it was someone else. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? That's why. And then, like, it seems pretty innocent. Most of the movie seems kind of innocent, but he's, like, trying to put his hand, like, in between the legs, kind of, yeah. which is, like... Yeah, I mean... She plays it off. It's like, oh, stop. But, like, same time, it's like, oh, it makes me cringe. Yeah, yeah. Man. Like, uh, <laughs> she keeps, like, brushing them off. Like, oh, you're so silly. Oh, we missed a spot, too, where there was a spider scene, which I thought was weird because we're in the middle of winter. And I believe there's snow on the ground, wasn't there? Because you get a couple looks outside and there's snow on the ground. Yeah. I have never seen a spider in wintertime. Have you? 
So I caught this even before I knew the twist. This was a first watch for me. I texted Drunk Darius to find out if this was his first time seeing it. Um, I didn't pick wasn't. up on that. But it wasn't even a spider. It was like a almost a tarantula. Yeah. Like a big ass spider. But I mean, that, I mean, you know, I'm from Minnesota. I live in Iowa, so I don't really know much about spiders. But I just was thinking, like, why the hell are there spiders? But she's like, Luke, Luke, get yeah. the spider, kill it, kill it, kill it. And this this is one of the parts that does bother me. But he, he's like, oh, it, he doesn't mean any harm. Luke seems so innocent, scoops up the spider, puts it in a jar, whatever, takes puts it, it on away. The deck. Yeah. Why did that bother you then? Because what happens later, because he has a literal... Yeah, they're all his spiders. Yeah, so she went and noticed it was his spider. Maybe she didn't know he had the spiders. She's been babysitting him for how long? She doesn't know he has big-ass spiders. I don't know. I mean, it's a spider. If she didn't like spiders, she probably didn't know. Wait a second. These are are so-and-so spiders. Yeah. You've got, you know... I have no problem with that part, but... Yeah, no, he picks a spider up and releases it on the deck. And then yeah. that's when the phone call happens, and right, that's right. when the pizza guy comes. They get the pizza, and they pay for it. And, and they're watching a scary movie. And they he see, puts the moves on. And there's, like, a shadow in, the, in like, the... Window behind in them. In the window. That's kind of creepy. It was creepy. Yeah. And he tries to kiss her, and then she, like, throws him off. But, like, with the music playing and stuff, they make it seem so innocent. Right. Which yeah. in like real life, it's like, wow, what the fuck, dude? What are you doing? Yeah. But with the music playing, it's like happy go lucky. Which I've heard other people talk about this movie. It's like in the '80s film, it would have been like more jovial music. Like he's just trying to hit on his babysitter. Yeah. But oh man, it makes me cringe so hard. But uh, then they get the phone call, and someone says. I can see you to Ashley. Yep. And then she goes window. Can you see this? And yeah. flips on the bird. Goes yeah. She assumes it's her ex boyfriend Jeremy. She yeah. goes to the back door. The back door is open. Yeah, like the second or third time already that the back door was wide open. Yeah, and then Luke has been drinking champagne, trying to impress her. That I thought was really weird, but. It's like, oh, I'm an adult. I'm old. Multiple times he's, like, just chugging. And then she's like, throw me my phone. So he throws her her phone. And it lands right in the... God, that was so bad. Right in the fish tank. At first I was really pissed, like, what the fuck? But then after you could find the twist, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. He's like, oops, sorry. So we can kind of deduct this that he's just drunk. He's like, we can't drink any champagne. Someone knocks at the front door. Luke, Ashley's like, no, 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 nothing. And Luke's like, no, I know Taekwondo. I'll open it. Gets out there. I'm like, I'll beat them up. No one's out there. Then he gets tackled out of nowhere. He looks up, and the guy that tackles him is Garrett, his best friend. And Ashley's like, what the fuck? What are you doing? Where were you in the backyard? And Garrett's like, I wasn't in the backyard. And then they hear a window break. Which this part just hit me. Like, who the fuck broke that window? 
Don't you remember seeing the trebuchet or whatever in the back? What? Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they, yeah, they built some kind of contraption. Yeah. Or so the glass shatters. They find a break upstairs. It says, you leave, you die. Well, they didn't find that until after. No, she, no. She goes up and... They know. go upstairs. None of their phones are working. The Wi-Fi's out. And Ashley's like, Garrett, you sit here and try to hack one of the Wi-Fi's. Like, you do your weird nerd shit. And Garrett's like, what the fuck? I thought that was kind of funny. That's pretty good. Uh, so the Wi-Fi, phones are down. They leave Garrett upstairs. Ash is like, we'll get to my car, get help. There's a knife in her tire, which they still could have drove off. Right. With that. But that that doesn't take away from this movie at all. This then, in real life, I was like, I would have fucking rolled that thing on a rim to the neighbor's house. Absolutely. It just ran to the neighbor's house. Yeah. Right. Then they find the brick that broke the window and says, you leave, you die. Yeah. So Garrett comes downstairs. He's like, look at that saw on the other side. And it said, you leave, you die. And then Garrett's like, fuck this, I'm getting out of here. Takes he off running. And then it looks like he gets shot. And then, like, blood comes out of his fucking head. Sprays on the snow. Snow, yep. And then, actually, she's, she's a badass. She is. She's a badass. Like, we get to see her, like, scared of spiders. Like, oh, she's, like, a little dainty girl or whatever, mm-hmm. but... At this point, she's like, Luke, follow me. She grabs a knife, like, stay with me. Like, yep. she's taking care of shit. This, this whole, like, up up until this point here, I mean, this movie was, it, it like, was coming. At first, it was like, oh, here's another, you know, home invasion, survival, kind of whatever. Yes. But, I mean, it was doing it really well. I mean, I wasn't upset with that, but I was like, oh, well, here's another, you know. The strangers are right, and it plays know. out good. It's good. Yeah, you I mean, think they're being attacked? Yes, yes. Have you seen the movie uh, Intruders? Mm, I don't think so. Okay, we might uh, cover that some other time. So, but actually, tackles Luke, grabs a knife. It's like get down on the floor in case someone's trying to shoot in. And he gets that moment where she's they're rolling around on top of each other, and I'm sure he was just in hog heaven. Yes. Okay, they see someone walking around with a flashlight. They decide to hide in the attic. Ashley's like, come on, come here. Yeah, so there's a guy away. with a shotgun that's, like, clearing rooms upstairs. With a flashlight on the shotgun. So we can't see who he is. He's got, like, a ski mask on or something. Yep. So they go and like sneak in the laundry room. And they go in the attic. And Ash is like, oh, something's on me. Something's on me. Well, Luke disappears in the attic. Like, Luke, come back. Come back. And then she's like, something's on me. And then ah, she trips and falls down like backwards down the attic hatch. And Luke grabs her the last second. And there's a, what do you know, a spider. Another spider on her. Crawling on her. After Luke disappeared. Wink, wink. Uh, uh, pulls her up. They, then they go down the laundry room. They talk. Ashley's like, does your parents have a gun? Luke's like, yeah, I gotta go get it. So Luke sneaks out. It's like, I'll protect you. Goes get the gun. Comes back. 
And then they run and hide in like a closet and the masked man's coming through searching and searching. And there was like a, a mask in the closet. Yeah, there, there was a couple things that were, you know, supposed to freak you out and she sees a mask and freaks out. So the masked man comes back in. And there was like a toy that yeah, made toy a went of off and there's noise. And so the mask man comes back in, and there was as they're peeking through the closet while this mask man searching through the room. So this, at this point here, like I was, I had no idea what was coming, and I was like, oh, what the fuck is gonna happen? Like something, I knew something was gonna come, and I'm running all these scenarios through my well, head. And they had the handgun. Yep. And Ash is like, no, don't shoot, don't shoot. Yeah. And it was like a little bit like, oh, what the fuck? If this yeah, guy opens no the door, shoot this guy. Yeah. And they're sitting there watching this guy. And Ashley looks closer through the blinds of the closet. And she's like, what the fuck? She's like, that's your, that's your mask. And she's like, oh, what the fuck? And she busts open the door. She's like, Garrett. And Garrett's like, huh? <laughs> or the guy in the mask is like, huh? Yeah. And it, it's Garrett, Luke's best friend. And Ashley's like really pissed off, but still at the same time she's like, "Oh, you guys are in so much trouble! Like, not yeah, you guys she, are going to fucking jail," <laughs> which she should have done. Yeah, yeah. But it also gets the audience us watching, like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, so I mean, she was she was you know kind of freaking out, whatever. He's walking around with his mask and their dad's hunting stuff. And she's like, you thought you could, you know, act like the savior and protect me. And I was going to, you know, you know, fall in love with you, whatever. And she's yelling at him. She's right. like, you're in so much trouble. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm calling your parents or whatever. Right. Luke set the whole thing up so he yeah. could be the savior. So she would mm. want to not, not like make vegan savior, but, you know, savior. Yes. So she's pissed, starts storming off. I'm like, I'm calling your parents. And then Luke's like, Ashley, Ashley, wait. And she's about to the stairs, to yeah. the top of the stairs. And she's like, what? And she turns around and he fucking pistol Oak. whips her. So I had, no, like, at, when, when this happened, I'm like, wait a second. Like, this movie's only, like, 20 minutes in. Where is this movie going? I had no fucking idea. Where no. I was like, so maybe they are for real going to have people come after them. And all of a sudden, like, he hits her. And then I'm still like. What? Okay, he accidentally hit her or something. And then she wakes up and she's tied. She's And, and I'm still like. And I'll be the first to admit, when I watch movies, like, I, I get so into them. Like, when they have twists, I guess maybe I'm gullible. But it took me so long to figure out what's going on with this movie because I kept telling myself, there's no way this movie's going that way. I don't remember ever seeing a movie that went down this same road this one did. They're tied up in the chair, and it took me a few minutes to actually, like, figure out what's going on. Where's this going? She's duct taped down. Yes. And then we have Garrett going around in a little motor razor scooter. 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 And they're just like... 13-year-old kids joking around while they had the babysitter duct taped down to a chair. And, and I still at this point was like, oh, maybe they're, you know, just going to screw around and play with her or something. I had no fucking idea where this movie was going. Yeah. No one, I didn't either. First time I watched it, it's like, 
even still, when this comes to, like, at this point, even for, like, the next, like, 15 minutes after this yes. happens. You don't know. You don't know where they're going with it. But they have her duct tape down, and they're just kind of joking around, and Luke is giving uh, Garrett Oxycontin. And Garrett's like, oh, man, it feels like a sleeping on a cloud or something like that. Okay. So Ashley is coming to, and Luke has the gun, the pistol. He's like, I'll shoot you if you scream. So she says she won't scream, takes the duct tape off, and she's like, you are going to be in so much trouble, like still playing the babysitter role, even though she's duct taped to a fucking chair yeah, with a gun pointed in her face. And Luke's like, let's play truth or dare. Yeah, so I mean, this is like a really intense scene that's it's hard to talk about if you haven't seen the movie. Because they do such a good job. You, com- you, you, you do a complete 180 as far as with Luke. I mean liking him to within a couple seconds just fuck this kid you need to punch him across the face I mean this he, oh man he man. plays like such who I don't know who the actor is I can give him another shout out um he does so good at this like he does he plays off such a good like little sweetheart Levi kid. Miller and like just like nicest kid ever mm-hmm. and then here he's still almost playing it off yeah and he's like no actually let's play truth or dare he's like pointing the gun and like if you win I don't know what he says but no. if you lose then I won't shoot you so at this that. point I was still thinking that he's gonna like have some fun with her and then let her go but then like, see, I was so into the movie, I wasn't thinking about how they're going to end it. I was like, he's just going to fuck with her for a little bit and untie her. Yeah. I mean, I had no fucking clue where it was going. But, you know, now looking back, um, yeah, he... Oh, man, this was such a fucked up, twisted movie. It was dark. It's dark as fuck. It was. But they still played off, like, as, like, a... I don't want to say fun-loving, but, like... They play it like it's not so serious, but it is serious. So it makes it yeah. so much more worse. Yeah. I've almost put this... For some reason, this movie reminds me a lot of, like, uh, The Babysitter and Happy Death Day. The Babysitter is another one I was going to say. It, it, it's, it's, very, very, it's on the same tone level and kind of atmosphere. Kind of, but it's turned it's around. It's fucked up. There's serious shit in there, but it's like a fun movie, kind of. Kind of. It's like the babysitter, but the other way around, where the babysitter is the good one. Mm-hmm. But Ashley's still acting like she's in charge. And they're playing Truth or Dare, and then I think Garrett dares Luke to touch her boob or something. Yep. And oh my god, this part was so yep. cringy, man. Yep. I don't know I don't know a better word, but he literally just like fills her up while she's tied down. Yep. Oh. But she's like how that he's like how that feels like feels like a fucking junior high kid just felt me up. Yeah. And he gets all <laughs> pissed off. 
Yeah. Cause he's a little fucking psychopath. If you yeah. Figured that out. Yeah. <laughs> and then they ask. Somehow it comes out that Ashley tells Garrett that Luke killed. The gerbil. Garrett's gerbil. Yeah, they're, they're playing truth or dare, and, um, yeah, I forgot how it is, and she was like, uh, like, truth, like, Lucas, did you tell Garrett that you killed his gerbil? Yeah. You can tell she's trying to manipulate. Trying situation. to get them to turn against yeah. each other. She's smart little broad. But so was, so was Lucas. I mean, he's super smart, too. He had a lot but of this planned out. He, he thinks he's smarter than he is. Right. Yeah. He's, he is really smart, but... That's his downfall. Is 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 his killing yeah. He thinks he's smarter than he is. And then Garrett's like, "What the fuck?" And then Garrett's like, oh, "Man, I thought we were just gonna scare her." I'm like, "I don't yeah. want to do this anymore." He wants to leave. And Luke's like, "You stay right here." And he has some liquid and like a little eyedropper thing. It's Visine. So Visine is basically a date rape. No, I think you put Rufal in it. Right? No, Visine. Is like date rape, I think. Visine sure like makes you thing. puke. Does it make you puke? Yeah, I mean, it's like I think it makes you get really drunk or something like that. But yeah. But it basically, he has it, and he says like it's gonna make you forget everything that happened that no. night. Well, that's the whole thing is, is he was he was having her, you know, drink the booze or whatever, get booze in her breath, and he, he was gonna have her. He he had it all planned out where she got wasted. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. So whatever happened tonight. She won't remember. Yeah. If she does remember, no one will believe her. But when she he tries to make her drink it, she hits she, like, a wine bottle it then, yeah. and it, it shatters the wine bottle. And when the doorbell rings, and it's Ricky, her boyfriend. He's looking for Ashley. He's like, Ashley, let me in. Let me in, Ashley. He's yeah, like he a, had like the hotel lock on it, super smart. And he's like, "Well, here, just give her these." So he'd open up the door a little bit, and then he bursts in. No, he's, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so Ricky's there. Ricky's like a stereotypical like bro. Yeah. He's type. a bro. Yeah. Ashley doesn't want to talk to you. It's like, let me in. All right, all right. I'll get, just open the door. I'll give you these flowers. So he cracks the door, and Ricky, of course, busts in. Storming around the house looking for her. He walks around, goes upstairs. The whole time, uh, Luke turned up like this Christmas music so he couldn't hear Ashley like, like, help me. Like, cause she has her mouth duct tape. And he goes upstairs. Luke hits him in the head with the baseball bat. And he starts dancing, like celebrating to the music playing. Yeah, there. Well, there is there is a few things that went on. I mean, they had a struggle, so you know the foreshadowing with the the pencil. So the mom showed the babysitter how to do the pencil on the door, and then she hid it under the rug right. for later. So they get into a struggle and whatnot, and, and he takes this, the pencil and somehow stabs him in the cheek. And well, after he hits him in the head, yeah. Then Ricky gets back up and he's like. Ah! And he's a little bitch, scared, running. Then he falls and stabs him in the face with a pencil. Yeah. And, the, and then Ricky gets a baseball bat. It's about to pass Luke down. And then Garrett comes with the shotgun, like, drop it. So Ricky's like, all right, all right. He drops the baseball bat. So like, get on your knees, Garrett says. 
And then we see Luke behind him with the baseball bag just whacks him in the head. Yeah, you'd think he'd be fucking toast, but... No, well, he doesn't whack him. He just kind of like jabs yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Which, I don't know, he's a scarty little bitch when it... I don't know. But anyways, it, it he takes out... aluminum bat, but yeah. He takes know. out Ricky. And Gary's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> so the next scene, we get Ricky and Ashley duct taped to chairs next to each other. Uh, so then we find out that Ricky... Luke invited Ricky over from Ashley's phone and Ashley's phone was actually in like a uh what do you call it a sack uh, oh yeah how did he do that it was um like a sandwich bag he threw this threw the phone in a sandwich bag and oh he threw so it he somehow put it okay so he sealed it from the water and then threw it in the but fish but I thought she tank. grabbed her phone out of the fish tank I don't know. But yeah. after this, he pulls it out of the fish tank. Yeah. And he was texting Ricky yeah. the whole time, telling him to come over. Yeah. So he's playing Ricky to come over. And Garrett's like, well, what the fuck? Yeah, you Garrett didn't tell didn't me this. So Garrett's just like the... I don't know. He just doesn't know really what's going on. Luke has been manipulating him the whole time. Which we think Rick or Garrett's a bad kid, but... This whole time Luke is the asshole. Very manipulative. Uh, and then, so Luke's just kind of taunting the two, Ricky and Ashley, and he decides to invite Jeremy on over. And says it's going to take a half hour for Jeremy to come here from where he lives. And then Ashley gets a... Uh, part of the well first Ricky pees his pants no yeah so I was trying to figure out if he did that on purpose or not I don't know but Luke's like what the fuck <laughs> so he's like cleaning it up cause he's like a neat freak <laughs> yep. so he cleans it up and goes outside but this whole time Ashley gets outside. a glass from a broken bottle or something yep. so it's cutting her duct tape off she gets a hand loose and a foot loose. Foot loose. Did you smoke the pot yet? No. Okay. Oh, right here. And then he smelled. What's that smell? So he smells. Garrett's in the Garrett's other room. Just toking it up. Trying to calm down, smoking weed. So Luke's like, "What the fuck, man? It's gonna smell like weed in here now." So he goes and grabs Garrett. And Ricky's still tied up. So they're like, they make. He like, makes, oh, I don't fuck with that shit. He makes Ricky smoke the weed. So Ricky's finally fine. And then it's smoke is coming out <laughs> coming the hole out in his cheek, cheek from yeah. where he got stabbed, the pencil. And there's a fucked up part, kind of, yeah. where Luke holds Sadistic his Sadistic as fuck, yeah. So the smoke would come out of his cheek. It's like, look at it, man. It's crazy. Like, like, this is the part where you're, like, finally, like, this kid's got some fucking problems like did you have any idea or guesses why Lucas is so fucked up did they give any kind of hints or foreshadowing or anything no so I like that I like how yeah. he's just like from a good yeah. family yeah, he's just, yeah just like you said Golden State Killer BTK just 
you know, some regular dude. The ultimate one is the BTK killer, right? He was the one that uh, Gary Ridgway, super normal. No, no. BTK is Dennis Rader. Gary oh, Ridgway yeah. is... Gary Ridgway. Is that Green River killer? Yeah. But yeah, all of them. All of them. Everyone thought they were just normal. Just people. normal, yeah. Yeah. Weird. But yeah, it was fucked up. Luke held Ricky's mouth and nose, so he had to blow the smoke out of the hole that was stabbed in his side of his cheek from the yeah. pencil. And then they roll. It must have been on roller chairs. They roll Ricky over it to like underneath the banister. No, yeah. Yeah, this was a fucked up scene. So, earlier in the movie, I don't want to say it, but they were talking about... Home Alone. About Home Alone. And Luke says, with the paint cans, that would have killed him. And Garrett's like, nah, man, he would have been fine. And Luke's like, no, man, would have killed him. So, anyways, Luke rolls him underneath the banister. He goes away while Garrett and Ricky are talking. Ricky's like, why are you friends with this guy, man? And then he's Luke, like, he's my best friend. Right. It's like, is he, though? But then Luke comes out of, like, the garage or something with the paint cane and the rope. It's like, okay, what the fuck? And then he goes up the stairs. And then Garrett and Ricky are still talking. And all of a sudden, a paint cane swings right by fucking Ricky's Just face. Just misses his, yeah. And Luke's like... Garrett, what's that? Was that head level? Was that head level? And Garrett's all stone. He's like, what? Oh, shit. Are you, are you trying to home alone him? Don't home alone him. Like, don't do it, man. Don't do it. Meanwhile, we see Ashley cutting her duct tape off with more glass. And then Luke's back upstairs. <clears throat> like, come on, man. We can finally test it. And then Ashley finally gets loose, grabs the handgun off the counter, runs around the corner. It's like, Luke, don't fucking do it. Drop it. And then Luke's like, okay, drop it. And he fucking throws it off the top of the banister. The paint can. And then we don't really see see it. No, they should have shown something. It was brutal as fuck, dude. It was so brutal. It it wasn't brutal, though, because all it showed was just red and yellow because it was clearly a yellow paint can, and then you could see blood dripping down. But it didn't show anything. I mean, that was like PG-13, that part. But it was so brutal. But I will say that was a good example of your mind probably was, was picturing a better... From what it was. We kind of saw, like, side parts of it. And Luke's like, holy shit, did you see that Garrett's head just exploded? And Ashley's like, what? Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? And he's like, Ashley, you can't shoot me. You can't shoot me. And then she, like, tries to shoot him. And he's like, click, click, click. click. It's like, every... I don't know. Schizophrenic or whatever. Every paranoid person knows not to put the bullets in the gun or something or, or like that. any responsible parent is not gonna have a gun stored with bullets in her yeah like so she's like oh fuck but we know fucking Ricky's face is just exploded he's dead yeah. which he seemed like a nice guy kind of felt kind of, bad kind of douchey bro like but he's yeah. bro-y but he was not bad no he wasn't 
<laughs> so then Ashley decides to take off running out the back door. She, and Luke's like, Garrett, get her. So Garrett tries to like, please stop, please stop. Like, Garrett's not a good person in this, but he's a... You, you can tell he's a pawn. Yes, he is. He's a... In his circumstances, he has to do what he has to do. Yeah. Then Ashley hurdles the fence, gets away from Garrett, and there's some carolers in the next yard, and she makes her run for it, and then whacks. She gets hit in the head and gets knocked out. I think right when she's within, like ready to screaming distance. And you you can see that it was Lucas, and he used the same brick. And he threw it and just fucking smoked her in the back. Yeah, and the one the carolers turns around and she like, oh, there's no one there. Mm-hmm. Okay, keep singing. And the next thing we get is Luke and his like nice Christmas S- sweater. sweater. Yeah, and the carolers are singing to him, and he's like, that oh, was so such nice. a good scene because you can just tell that that kid is. Fucked up. He's a straight up psycho. He's fucked up. Yes. He's just loving him, singing to him. Loved it. And then we see uh, Ashley all tied up with the Christmas Christmas lights. And Garrett's kind of laying next to her, like half guarding her, but he's like so depressed that he's in this situation. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we can tell he's straight up fucking crazy so okay so no go ahead so then Luke comes back in grabs Garrett's phone or Ashley's phone I think this may be where he pulls it out of the fish tank I mean he already did he already did but he makes a post about oh I wish Jeremy yeah. would leave me alone, crazy psycho axes. So we see he's already setting up the crazy ex-boyfriend to be the killer. Wait, doesn't she have, or doesn't he have her call Jeremy? Well, she won't do That's, it. Yeah, so he no, does. This is, this is before she's, I think this is before she's tied up with the Christmas lights. You're right. Because, You're right. He, he, yeah, she calls, uh... Jer- or he calls Jeremy on another phone and he's like well I'm calling for Ashley, Ashley. and he's like, like you got the wrong Ashley's number Ashley's not here <laughs> no he said you got the wrong number yeah cause he didn't know that he thought he was calling to talk to Ashley he didn't think he was yeah, calling yeah yeah he's like god I can't believe you dated this idiot yeah. yeah so he calls back and it's like Ashley yeah. really wants you to come here yeah yeah he's a crazy I'm, I'm trying to skip some scenes but Okay. Okay, so he makes a post on Ashley's phone. Jeremy's on his way, like a half hour away. Yeah, w- what did that post say? It was basically something to help corroborate his story. Like, like, oh, like, I'm tired of psycho exes. Yeah, Jeremy yeah, is yeah, annoying yeah. me. So he sent Jeremy up. Jeremy finally, he tells Jeremy to come to the back door. So Jeremy finally comes banging on the back door and then... This guy is is just a tool he's a stereotype. Just yeah. Okay, he has. A, I hate to say. I it. mean, I've had one of these hats. Oh God. <laughs> he's got a straight bill fitted hat on. 
It's got like the dollar sign or something. Yeah. Oh, I can probably say I never stooped to that level, but. Yeah. Oh, the funny part is when he's hyping himself to go in. Yeah. It's like, no, no. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I don't know what he says, but he's pretty funny. He's a funny character. But he's banging on the back door while Ashley's tied up with Garrett. And then Luke comes up behind him and is like, oh, uh, Ashley wanted you to write in this book an apology. It's like, what? Fuck that. I'm not going to do that, bro. And then finally he's like, all right, I'll do it. So he sits down on this little swing and starts writing an apology. Yeah. And eventually he's like, all right, I'm done, bro. Where are you at? Then all of a sudden. And you can totally tell that where this is going, you're, you're like, oh, God, he's writing a suicide note. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So Luke comes up behind him, slips a noose on his neck. Hops on a lawnmower and just... This part was... This movie is like... It's a comedy horror. Borderline comedy horror. Yeah. I don't know what I would call so it. So I feel like I have to forgive this part a little bit. Yeah. But I feel like Jeremy would have plenty of times ripped that fucking thing off his neck yeah. before Luke ran to the... So Luke runs to a lawnmower yeah. and drives off and like basically hangs Jeremy there with mm-hmm. this apology note hanging below him. So it looks like Jeremy did this whole thing yeah. and then killed himself. And then meanwhile, Luke and Ash are inside... And Ashley finally convinces, not Luke, Garrett and Ashley are inside. And Ashley convinces Garrett to let it loose. And Garrett's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I just wish I would have the balls to let you loose earlier. And then he gets there, like a little peck on the cheek. And then all of a sudden, boom! Yeah, fucking Garrett awesome. gets blown into the other room. And then we hear Luke with I his, told you not to touch her! But he's a preteen, so like his voice cracks like, yeah. I'm t- you're not the toucher. Like, yeah. like the actor is awesome. good. He does yeah. good. It's like, oh fuck! We never thought he's gonna. He shot his best friend with a shotgun yeah. there. And then he's like, I fucking told you. And like he walks up. Why'd to you make me do this? Yeah. yeah like, Why'd you? Make, he's blaming all on Garrett for yeah. his actions. And Garrett's like, man, I'm dying, man. I'm dying. We'll call call someone for help. It's like I told you not to do this. And then like. We just see Luke, and he pulls the trigger, and yep. presumably blows Garrett's, splits his wig. Yeah. So it's just Ashley and Luke left, and Luke goes and sits down next to Ashley, who's all tied up, puts his arm around her. A little her. monologue action. And he says something about how he used to love his mom holding him, and can hear her heartbeat, or something like that. And Luke's like, one day she just stopped doing it. And Ashley's like, I know why she stopped. And Luke's like, why? Why'd she stop? Why'd she stop? And Ashley just like holds her eyes close and like we see tears come down her down her face for the first time. But she just like won't answer him. Because Ashley was a tough chick the whole time. They she kicked him in the balls at one one point too. Even when she's tied up. So finally, Luke's like, why, why, why? And Ashley won't answer him. She just, like, holds her mouth. And she does say something. She's, she said, uh, you never meant for me to 
live through this or something like that. Or, it's like, or leave. It's like, I was never supposed to get away or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And he's like guilty. Like bragging about it. Yep. But so then she won't answer Luke. So Luke gets up, stands behind her, and then Ooh. we can kind of see, but he flits out like some kind of pocket knife and he like basically stabs her in the neck. Yep. And then she's dead. The whole time he's got like some kind of GPS on his parents so he can like track where they're at. But you, you find out that he apparently has had this plan for a long time. He had every part of it planned. And he's got his parents on GPS. <gasps> Excuse me. So he knows where they're at. And he stabs her in the neck. And Right. Well, before I kind of skipped over it, he's talking to Garrett. He said, we're going to get out of this. Remember when I, we got caught stealing out of my mom's purse and I convinced him that I slept walk. Yep. So he's not really a sleepwalker. And, like, he's like, I'm the king of getting out of shit. We're going to be fine. We'll get out of this. So he's convinced that he, he's, he can get out of this. So then we get an 80s montage scene where it's, like, <laughs> Christmas music and he's cleaning everything. Oh, no, yeah. I'm afraid about this part. Yes. And, he, and then, like, he goes to lay in bed. It's like, oh, shit, the pencil. So he has to go lay the pencil down next to the guy with the paint can in his head because he has a pencil. Yeah. hole in his mouth and then he can't get the pencil back in the door so he has to sneak out onto the balcony to sneak back in so the pencil stays in the door it finally gets in takes his sleeping medicine right when his parents are showing up which I was thinking like his parents are obviously going to see what happened first so I think that they probably wouldn't have even noticed if the pencil wasn't on the door Maybe, but it's still like a yeah. reassurance. But then, so he's laying in bed, takes his sleeping pill medicines, and then he hears, oh, oh my God, oh my God. So here's his parents find all the dead bodies. And his mom runs up, and he's like, what happened? It's like he was asleep the whole yeah. time. And his mom's holding him. His dad's talking to the cops. And he's just, like, so happy his mom's, like, holding him. It's, like, mm-hmm. some fucking... I got you, baby. It's okay. I got you. Ed Ginchit. Like, basically, he, he's had mommy problems this whole movie, which we really see here. And then we hear we hear from downstairs when the medics say, We got one so alive! And he's like, oh, fuck. And then he peeks out the window, and we see uh, Ashley being rolled out. We hear one of the medics say, yeah, she... Uh, really smart girl. She put duct tape to cover the wound to stop the bleeding. She's a real smart girl. And Luke is looking out his window, his window from upstairs. And she's getting rolled out on the stretcher. And he looks at her, and she puts out one hand, and she gives him the finger. <laughs> yeah. It was his mom was holding him and roll credits. I thought that was a badass scene. It was. You're forgetting an important post credit scene though. Oh what? I don't watch post credits. Oh, you fucked up, drunk drunk nerd. So yeah, that all happens. Oh, we got a live one. Blah blah blah. You can clearly see that she is okay and live and has enough intestinal fortitude to stick that middle finger up at him 
So then some of the scenes roll, and then it goes back, and he's like, Mom, I'm really worried for Ashley. Can we go visit her at the hospital? And then, boom, final credits go in. Okay. So you're left to believe, oh, shit, what's going to happen now? Kind of thing. Is he going to get there before she can? Because you have to assume she probably can't talk. Yeah, she got stabbed in the throat. Or in the neck. Yeah. So. That's cool. Yeah, it was was a good post-credit scene, for sure. That's fun. So. All right, I I give this an eight. Final thoughts? Eight. Eight? Yes. I will say that these three movies that we talked slash are talking about tonight are probably, like, my favorite three movies all in one episode that we talked about. Because For, that we've done so far. Really? That Christmas Evil was was a lot better than I thought. I, I, I was pretty impressed with that. This movie, I don't remember the last time I was thrown for such a loop with a movie. I mean, is this the first time you saw it? First, first watch. Okay. Okay. First watch. And it floored me. Like I paused it. I think I watched this one like a few days ago and I paused it. I had to pause it halfway through to, I think we're, I had to put the kids to bed or something. I don't remember. Have you seen the babysitter? Yes. The babysitter was awesome. But that one was different because you found out the twist in five minutes of the movie. I know, but at the end of this, I was thinking, I, I was, I was thinking, I saw both of them at the end of this for the second watch. I got it confused with the babysitter. I thought he was going to drive off in like a GT or something. Oh, sure. So like it even surprised me even more at the end of this movie. No. No, this movie is, and like where the direction this movie went was, because you didn't know for, I'd say what, a half hour in? Yeah. 40 minutes in before you realized fully what was going on. I just could not fucking believe where they went with this. It just blew my mind. And he was like kind of creepy, but they yeah. still played off as innocent for so yeah. long. Yeah. And then it's just like a hard fucking turn. Yeah. I mean, this movie, I don't know that there's a single person on this planet that did not want to just fucking curb stomp this guy. Kid, I should say. I mean, they... It was, it was awesome. It was phenomenal. I had such a good time with this movie. I'm coming in at a solid 9 out of 10. Nice. Loved it. Fucking loved it. This cool. Is, this is the best movie you've picked yet. I think uh, a lot of Christmas movies are a lot more fun. Yeah. I don't even care that this was Christmas. I just I could not believe the direction it went. I mean, it was, it was awesome. I remember seeing this like, holy fuck, like there's... There's no way anyone would have guessed first watch where this was going. Well, there's that fan theory of uh, Kevin McAllister from Home Alone turns into Jigsaw. Yeah. I think this was much more realistic than right. this guy who yeah. turned into Jigsaw. Which is, obviously, this is like a Home Alone, but like real life. Yeah, yeah. No, this was awesome. I loved this. All loved right. It. Great movie. Crap. Um, what do you say? Crack break. Oh, crap, sorry. Mmm, that's some good crack we just smoked out there. <laughs> Only crack you can find in rural Iowa. Right, right. Um, anything wrapping up? Better watch out. 
Um, Drunk Darius came in at an 8. I came in at a 9. Might be my favorite Christmas horror movie, even though it's like... Didn't explicitly say anything about Christmas in this movie, but it's obviously there. There's Christmas like decorations time. and oh, there's a Christmas tree. What we forgot was the movie starts out. Just, we see a snowman's head, and then like some big bully kid comes and crushes oh, yeah. it with a baseball bat. You gave Krampus an eight as well. Oh man, which one do you like better? Do you like this or Krampus? Better? I like this one better. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Right. No, but, I mean, this was this was a great movie. I want to say this: really the start of the movie, a snowman's head gets exploded. We hear a little kid says, "You butt fucker," oh, yeah. <laughs> and that kind of sets the tone for the right. whole movie. I will say this one um, did come off as much of a Christmas movie as Krampus or. Uh, it has actually nothing about, to do with actual Christmas. Right. It's, it's just, just during the Christmas during season. During Christmas season, right. So, the last part of this week's episode is Boss Tuna's Zombie Gem of the Week. And I will say, Drunk Darius, you did watch this the other night, correct? Yes. Um, so far, I think this is my third Zombie Gem of the Week. Does that sound about right? Yep. I think it is. This is by far my favorite zombie gem that we have done that I'm talking about. It's also like the most recent. It is. Not in the 70s. But you can't really tell, really. I mean, there's really not much that says it's, you know, because there's no technology in it. And they definitely didn't try to make it better. There's no cell phones. and. What did you say it was shot in? Yeah, so this movie, we'll, we'll get to that, I guess. So, the, the part of the reason I picked this one, there, there's a few things. So, this movie came out, so it's called The Cadaver Christmas. The zombie gem of the week is A Cadaver Christmas, 2011. Cadavers, not zombies. Right. Uh, if you watch the movie, it's zombies. No, I know, but they yeah. say that in the movie. Yeah, they, yeah it's, it's part of the joke. Rated R, clocks in at 85 minutes. I saw this movie. This was a direct-to-video movie, and I want to say I was in college when I saw that, or not in. Co- I say college. I was not in college in 2011, but I was in my. I was living in my college town in 2011. You're in college, right? So I still had you know roommates and all that kind of stuff. So this was a direct-to-video DVD, whatever. This I want to say I saw on like Showtime or Skinamax or something like that. Yeah, it seems like I watched that. this when it first came out and I remembered it because I was like, "Well, the Zombie Gem of the Week is like I gotta find something that's winter or Christmas." And I was like, "Oh, wait a second here." So this one perfectly fits the Christmas theme. So a, a cadaver Christmas is I have not seen. There's a new. Um, I think it's Anna and the Apocalypse. It's a 2018 Christmas zombie movie. I heard that one's pretty solid. I haven't uh, seen it yet. I haven't heard of it. Put that on your short list for 2018. You'll probably have to watch it. Um, but I chose this because I was trying to find one that fits that winter slash Christmas uh, theme category. But also, I guarantee I've got some tidbits here that Drunk Darius didn't even know. The other reason I chose this is it was filmed in Davenport, Iowa. What? 
Swear to God. So was it Moline, Illinois? Nope. It was filmed in Davenport, Iowa. What? What's the school at? I don't know where they... I mean, it was like Faith Community College or something in the movie. Yeah. It was a fake school. But th- that's one thing is, is Drunk Darius, I was re-watching the end credits earlier when Drunk Darius got here uh, just because I wanted to get some facts. But yeah, I mean, you know, the main character, not the janitor, but Tom or Tim or whatever, he, he was from, you know, his hometown. At the, at the end credits, I will say you guys have to watch this movie. I don't want to spoil well, I watched anything. that on YouTube for free. Yeah. And there's there's not... I know. I, I bought it. Yeah, that's right. You, you, <laughs> yeah. Um, this is... Okay, so let's just get into this. We'll talk about it afterwards. So, A Cadaver Christmas 2011. It's unrated, it says, but it's definitely rated R. 85 minutes. This may best be described as an ultra-low-budget Christmas comedy zombie-themed art house-style film. Can I Have a Christmas is definitely an underrated movie for what it sets out to do. It doesn't take itself serious. It mixes in some comedy. Uh, that does actually work. And it purposefully has over-the-top scenes and acting in it. This is all blended perfectly with a grainy 35mm style look to it. Grindhouse style. It is some pretty solid practical effects. Um... I really I like this movie a lot. I, I I'm gonna I gave this one a seven just in general, not as far as like the zombie jam. This I, I love this movie. I mean it, it this is a movie that you have to go in expecting an ultra low budget type of right. house movie. It, it it's got a really grainy I mean you could tell that it was filmed on one of those, what, 35 millimeter? I don't know anything about some Yeah, it looks like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the first one. Yes. Like, you see, yes. like, the little specks popping up on the screen. But the cinematography is pretty good. I mean, they do a good job as far as camera panning back and forth, different shots. Part of it is, is because it's so low budget, they can't actually show, you know, the scene when they shove the desk through the guy's right, throat. Right, right. But, I mean... It's got over-the-top acting, which is on purpose. It's bad. Uh, I will say that the janitor was kind of annoying, but Tom, the alcoholic drunk, was awesome. I love that character. He was great. He, he was, was great. He was, he was, he was I like the janitor. He was too. pretty funny. The janitor was so over-the-top. I mean, it was kind of annoying at supposed first. supposed to be, though. Right. It was. It was. Um, you know, the whole flashback with the scientists. I mean, it was super cheesy. But you got your blood. You got your gore. You got your boobs. I mean, what else What else do you want in, in a movie like this? Um, and, and it really... This, this movie is the epitome of a zombie gem right here. Because very, very, very few people have seen it. And for what it sets out to be, it's pretty It's pretty good. I mean, you can say this is riding the coattails of movies like Shaun of the Dead. But, I mean, the comedy works. I have seen more zombie movies than, than most people have. And I've seen the ones that try to do this exact same thing. And this one does it in a way that, that works for me. So I don't think it's Shaun of the Dead at all. I think it's... Not in a I mean, bad as way. As, just a, as far as a, a zombie comedy. A zombie yeah, movie, yeah. Whatever. I mean, they're, they're, those are a dime a dozen these days. 
I love the small town feel of it. Yeah, well, it's it's because it was filmed in in Davenport, Iowa. Davenport's a big city to me. (laughs) Well, yeah, to you, but I mean, that's, you know. But, I mean, even so, you don't think it's in Davenport, you think it's in here, where we're at now. Like, it starts in a local tiny bar. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's a college, but. I want to say it's filmed almost. Like um, a Guy Ritchie. If you've seen the Guy Ritchie movie with the camera work, the cinematography, this, you can tell that the director is very influenced by that. So, yeah, I know who Guy Ritchie is, but remind our fans. <laughs> so, he's done like train spotting and uh, lock stock and two smoking barrels. And so, he does a lot of like kind of back and forth, like kind of cinematography. Okay. And, 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 and um, camera looks I guess you can say yeah so I mean there's a lot of that you know swapping scenes and back and forth and whatnot so that that that's kind of what it reminded me of but this was this was I mean all three of these movies we, we talked about tonight man I, I, I loved them this this was this was one of the more fun episodes to research and watch and get behind and it Maybe a, it's because I'm a big nerd when it comes to Christmas and I love the whole yeah. season and whatnot, but... I think with these zombie gems, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Right. Like, you don't expect much and you'll have a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And I think the last two I gave separate ratings. I mean, I gave an overall movie rating and then a zombie gem rating, but this one... This is a seven for me, regardless, because it's easy for me to put myself in that separate, you know... Universe. Right, as far as as when it comes to that. I mean, you have to take it with a grain of salt. It's an ultra-low-budget zombie comedy, art house, grindhouse style, whatever. Um, And if you go in expecting that, this movie delivers in that respect. Is this movie going to be on the same caliber as far as acting, directing, as, as far as like Shaun of the Dead or Zombieland? Absolutely not. But it, it does excel um, in, in the parts it needs to. So, like, it's a stupid movie, but it intends to be a stupid movie. So right. Go in expecting that. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, I want to know where you come in. Uh, what, what do you what do you you watch this movie what do you think it's definitely fun I love the way it starts out yep and the janitor comes in covered in blood goes in to wash like out over, the blood overly yeah and he's still covered in blood the rest of the movie he never gets that blood off of yeah he goes into the bathroom and just washes his hands like why wouldn't you wash the he, he washes some of the blood off. Just off of his hands, basically, but... Uh, I don't know. It, it was definitely a fun movie. I think in the middle, it kind of, like, not a whole lot's happening. Yeah, you're... I, I will say, yeah, there is kind of a... I definitely it's thought... It's kind of slow in the middle, but... Spoiler alert... I don't know that you can technically spoil a movie like this. I thought Tommy was going to become the first zombie, and Tommy was one of the last two there. Well, it makes you think he's going to be. I will say that I don't laugh very much or find uh, movies... uh, Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. 
like this very funny, but I mean, this is so stupid, you can't help but laugh. Some of the lines are kind of funny, you know, when they're talking about the the virus and then drunk Tommy's all like, oh, I saw that on, you know, <laughs> Discovery. Discovery, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's... It's, it's funny. It's, it's it funny. Yeah. It's stupid but funny. It's it's a 2011 movie that not a lot of people have seen, at least according to IMDb. So. I really like the elevator scene, like, let's go! Yeah. <laughs> and then they gotta wait, like... Yeah. For the slow, like, slow doors to close. Two minutes for the elevator to come down the yeah. first time. And we literally, us fans or watchers, just sit there and wait for the elevator to come down for two minutes. Yeah. Which is how it would happen in real life. But in like a real scary movie, the doors are just yeah. open. Oh, I got a bunch of notes. I like how the janitor has... All his kill weapons are like janitorial yeah, yeah, weapons. Yeah, right. A plunger and a mop. A desk. A, fucking, a toilet brush. Yes. God. The, I don't know how you did The janitor was cool. It could be like a video game. Like a janitor. Yes. Kill, it, it's well, like I'm a, just saying, the ja- out of all the characters, he was the one that was like, when I'm thinking over the top, that's exactly. But you know, the janitor was the one that wrote and I mean, he was the one that did the film well he wrote it and and you know he didn't direct it but he is the it's his movie basically he said the cop was the biggest bitch though yeah 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 but yeah it was a fun movie it's fun uh for zombie jam i'd give it a nine yeah for regular movie i'd still give it a six yeah i'd still watch it yeah i mean it's 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 a fun this is a movie, I want to say, honestly, the first time I saw this was when we had a bunch of people at our house and we were, you know, boozing it up in college. Or yeah. not, I, I, no. Boozing. This is not college. This was seven years ago. In Before marriage and kids. But basically, I even though I graduated in 2005, <laughs> you know, unmarried guy living with roommates, I just call it. Yeah, we have probably had people over for a house party, and um, yeah, this that's what. It's definitely a fun movie. I would, for and it's a two thousand eleven movie, so it's not like the other zombie gems we watch. Like, I, I would say if I did have to throw this in a zombie jam, I, I'd be right at a nine, nine and a half for a zombie jam, and and that's the zombie jam. I mean, this is not going to go up against Night of the Living Dead or Dawn of the Dead or anything. Like right, that. obviously. In a zombie jam. This was really fun. Really fun. It is so, fun. I'm excited. I've got my next one. I'm trying to figure out if I can do two more. I, I'm not even going to spoil anything. But I've got a couple movies that I'm trying to choose between for my zombie gem for the next, for the next one. Yeah. I've got a couple fun ones for you guys. So. Right on. So, and I will, I was thinking too, if. I don't know if I should get something a little bit more mainstream or higher budget or if I should stick with these. Uh, for Zombie Gems? For Zombie Gems, yeah. Nah. Not as far as like, like mainstream or high budget, but but a little better production quality kind of stuff. Yeah, these newer ones, I guess, are. Yeah, because there's a couple that I want to cover. I've uh, got. No one listens for. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I love the zombie gems, but these are just a little bonus. No. 
We'll see. Trust me, I've got a plethora of I'm, zombie gems. I, I've been enjoying them, honestly. Yeah. It might make me a zombie fan. <laughs> not Rob Zombie, but... Oh, God, let's not go there. No, I do like Rob Zombie. Cut me deep. All right. Anything else before we get into next week? No. All right. Um, what are we at? December, what's the date today? My phone's dead. It's the 20th. It's the 20th. Is it the 20th? Yeah. Maybe it is. We'll have this episode up here before Christmas, but I'm trying to figure out... Well, let's just get in to... Well, okay. Next so, episode. next episode, we're just going to do our top tens. Are we going to do recover move? No. Well, we're going to do another one. So, that's kind of where I was going to go with this. Okay. So, we're probably... Because the whole debacle with episode eight really threw us off because I had some planned for myself, at least, movies after that. So what we're going to do is we're going to do at least one more episode, at least. And I, if I had to guess, we'll record and have our year-end episodes up probably end of January. Because I want to do at least one more regular episode, maybe two, yeah. before we get into that. So, okay. You know, everyone else, I don't know when other people get their year-end episodes up but i would say realistically it'll probably be january maybe early to mid-february by the time it's actually uploaded on there part of that is too is i need to give myself a little time to kind of catch up there's a few i've got a list of movies that i need to watch i know you better plan on you yeah you too because i'll I'll get mine in because i'm pretty much i'm i'm kind of shut down for I'm, I'm not working for a while here so I'm laying myself off but I mean you don't even have the movies that I want to send you to watch I know don't worry about that I'm I'm off for a week and a half here and I come back for two days of work and then we're going to Florida and then I come yeah. back and I'm not really doing anything and then I've got yeah cool cool cool, Trust cool, me. cool, cool so cool. Uh, next week or next episode, I should say, the older movie is being chose by chosen, chosen, the chosen one by Drunk Darius, and that movie is the Ting Ting Ting, the Thing, the Thing, nineteen eighty two. Yes, the Kurt original Russell. The Thing, Kurt, Mine. Kurt Russell, Mine. white guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So my movie is is playing off of the theme of the last one I had, which was Omega Man. And I feel like I need to preface this because I'm probably going to get some hate for it as far as is it horror, is it creature feature. To me, this is 100% horror. It's I Am Legend. And this is the uh, 2009-ish or something Will Smith movie. So hopefully you guys listen to and watch the Omega Man, which is which is the original. Both of these movies are written off of the book, which is called I Am Legend. So this is an adaptation starring. Will Smith. I Am Legend is definitely the better one, I would 
would say. Yes, yes. Yep. So we are going to cover the thing and I am legend. And I robot. <laughs> no, no, I robot. The segment next week is Drunk Darius's what? Horror movie trivia. I'm excited. I hope I do better than the Halloween one. I feel like I want to give you some clues, but I don't want to give you some no, clues. No, don't give me any clues. Just just yeah, just don't give me any clues. The discussion topic next week, this is a heavy hitter. I I had this one written down for a long time. And I was kind of wanting to wait until we got a little bit deeper into this show and you know, we're able to get some fan feedback and whatnot on it. But the discussion topic for next week is your top five or seven or ten movies that you are going to show somebody who is interested or just getting into the horror genre. What are your go-to movies that are going to get them hook, line, and sinker, knuckle deep into the genre that we all are here for? Okay, so we're we talking about people that don't like horror movies. Well, you can interpret it however you want, but if you know, let's say you have a friend that's like, "Well, I've never really seen horror movies." You know, what are you gonna point them towards? You know. Okay. So, it's not necessarily your favorite because I'm sure we're gonna get there. So our gateway drug. Pretty much, yeah. What's your What's your marijuana? Of horror movies. Exactly. So, that's going to be a good one. I'm excited for that one. Maybe we get our shit together and we get this posted soon. We can get some feedback on our We've been good, Paul. We've been good. I've been good. One a week so far. Right? What's that, one a week? Posting them. What? Posting the episodes. yeah. Yeah, right, right. I haven't been doing as much as it, editing as I would have, so that's why those, those cuts right in the middle when Boss Tuna has to take a shit or smoke a scrap right. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're we're coming to a close on episode twelve already. Closing out. This is actually going to be the last episode of twenty eighteen. Did you know that? Um. The next time we, we, we record, it's going to be 2019. I'm going to do uh, my own 2000, my New Year's Eve post by myself. Mm-hmm. Say maybe, if you guys are lucky, we might be able to throw some kind of... We'll see. Some kind of bonus mini episode in for a year end. I don't know. We'll see. <sighs> Stay tuned. Hey, for all you out there that are still listening, I know we, we dropped off most people already, but... Tell your friends, get on iTunes, Stitcher, rate us, five-star rating. That helps us spread our word. Once we get to a certain threshold, we will start getting some swag out as far as stickers or, or, or T-shirts or hats or whatnot. So tell your friends, get us up those five-star ratings and reviews. Help us spread the word of the Joe Blow Horror Show, and I promise you, we will have some swag that we'll be handing out to our customers. Follow us on all the main social meds out there. We have Twitter, Twitter, Facebook. Facebook. What's our Twitter? Joe Blow, R R O R R. 
<laughs> I couldn't find it. All right. Well, I'll, I'll post that on the Facebook. What are we on Facebook, man? Joe Blow Horror Show. Joe Blow Horror Show on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. We'll, we'll, we'll be on all the main social meds out there for you guys. I hope this was as good for you as it was for us. Boom. That was incredible. Is it good for you? <laughs> I've had better. <laughs> Thank you.